the What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our, what? What? Say it, say it, and then I'll do it. Do it. Our movie this week is... Howard the Duck! Duck? Go ahead and pop in your pirated bootleg VHS tape from 1987. Yeah. <laughs> pop it in, press play, press pause when the second Universal logo fades to black. We're waiting for the special edition Blu-ray that George is going to make eventually. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. If he had to fix one movie, <laughs> yeah. he shot all around the target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's, there's two Universal yeah. logos on ours. Whichever the last Universal logo is, press pause. In a the second, I'll say three, one. two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play and watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. And those friends speak are myself as always Teague Christie my friend Brian William Fenifter greetings Michael Dorkman Scott <laughs> hi and Shrey the Amazing Stokes hello I'll start with Brian go <laughs> I love this movie okay here's here's my here's my philosophy I think that having taste in good movies that liking good movies is important I don't think you can just like any old piece of shit and go oh that's you know just... how when someone starts a thing by saying no I'm not racist but <laughs> yes yeah. that's what you're doing yeah. I know it is he's, he's I know showing us his cred so yes. then he can diffuse I'm it I'm saying <clears throat> I don't think I, I think it's bullshit when people say oh I you know I like what I like and it's just my opinion man uh, yeah but if you like crap you like crap however that being said <laughs> I feel it is every American's God-given right to be allowed one indefensibly bad movie that they are allowed to unabashedly love. One. Okay. One get-out-of-jail-free card. What's yours, Brian? <laughs> Mine is Howard the Duck. Why oh, do you love this movie? It. It's pure grandfather clause. I, <laughs> I, I completely admit that. What, for whatever, it'd be a grandson clause, right? Grandson clause, sure. For whatever reason, mom bought this or rented this, and I watched it at five or six, and... Uh, Never stopped. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, I watched it as a kid and then grew out of it. And then I discovered it in a video store in college. Like, oh my God, I haven't seen this in 15 or 20 years. Is that the DVD you brought today? No, that was a VHS that I rented in Blockbuster in like 2003 or something. This only recently came out on DVD. <laughs> yeah. How come you have it on DVD? VHS, Blockbuster? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, these, How could you words. possibly get it on DVD before it was released on DVD, Brian? I, I make no claims as to any activities I might have partaken in in the early part of the I just day. thought it was interesting that the DVD you brought with the uh, printed out logo and the completely blank disc inside was... <clears throat> never mind. Anyway. Anyway. Howard the Duck, I saw it because Brian never shuts up about Howard the Duck. I saw it like two years <laughs> ago because he was watching it when I got home. And I was like, which by the by the way, in my defense, like, in my defense, that was the last time I've seen this movie. It's it been a couple hot, of years. It was hot, and I was hungry. No, it was just one of those things. <laughs> Once, and it was drunk, and it was on Valentine's Day. Look, I was lonely. I had a lot of beers. Okay, it was exact, and it was like, wow. oh, I just it was exactly like her, and she was around, and it was yeah. that Eddie Izzard moment where I walked in, and Brian was like, uh, <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, and he's like, like pulling the blanket over himself. Anyway, um, <laughs> I haven't seen it since then. I when I saw it, and you know, it's one of those things where Howard the Duck isn't the worst movie that's ever happened. It's just fucking baffling. That's all. <laughs> there's, there's a level where the plateau dips so deep right, that it's it's just more of a pool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it's, like Howard the Duck is not worse than the other. It's like it's like the gravity well of bad. Yeah, it's, it's like once it's, you're yeah, in it, you're in it. It's you are a, you. It's 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 definitely past the uh, the event horizon of bad. It's <laughs> actually got some pretty cool effects Everything at the end of it. Freezes. Yeah. And yeah. Where, where, where where eighty six are wonderful. Exactly. Anything that goes down that the, you know <laughs> asylum movies, anything <laughs> is just just in there, and yeah. that's you, it's, know. You, you pass the quality event horizon from which no good can escape. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A, yeah. It's you know this has been it's, down in It's got some good visual effects at the end of it. It's got a yeah yeah oh yeah. 
Hmm. Did I you work on? I wasn't there. Trey, I wasn't there. <laughs> okay, I saw the overlord. Wasn't, wasn't the abyss uh, around the same time? So wouldn't you have been there? But I wasn't. That... I, but that was that was, everyone wasn't wearing a tippet then. No, but I, I, I was saying that's that's your alibi. You were too busy yeah, on no, the abyss I, to be. Working I never. On I never worked for. I had friends who worked in this movie, but I never. I never worked for ILM ever. I've never worked for them. No, nobody's perfect. Um, good effects at the end. Uh, fucking powerhouse tour de force performance by Leah Thompson, mm. and um, I will be surprised by this movie throughout. I remember it enough to be able to talk about it, but not enough to not be surprised. When, <laughs> and you will be surprised, too, if you haven't seen it. In about five minutes, you'll cool. be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Duke Man. So what was your experience with this movie? Duck Man. I saw this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and pray tell, what did you yeah, think? What well, was that? I, I think I, well, wait. I, before yesterday, when I said Howard the Duck to you, what came to mind? Like, well, it's just well known as being really bad. You, have and you never seen I, it? I, I saw it, I think I saw it once when I was a kid because I vaguely remember... I remember the scene where they're walking out of the museum. Like I just I kind don't. of remember that, but <laughs> yeah. um, and I remembered that something at the end had really scared me. So I guess the Overlord scared me when I was when I was, but like to the extent that I blocked it out. I couldn't remember what happened at the end of Howard the Duck. Did that um, make you anxious? A little bit. I was like, this movie, like. I, I recall this like movie memory. scaring me <laughs> when I was little, so I was a little anxious when I came watching. Then I'm like, it really the pe- scared the people who were working on it too. Yeah, so I was, and then I watch it and I'm like, really? I was I was scared of that. I was an asshole. But um, <laughs> the yeah, I you you basically took my line. I was like, this isn't the worst movie ever made. I, but, but I was literally, I was literally s- sitting there all last night with my hand on my head, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why is why? It, well, they they talk about it. The, the the narrator at the beginning, he's like, well, you know, the in the vastness of the universe, there's like any fucked up shit you can imagine, but it exists somewhere. So we're the planet where Howard the Duck exists as a movie. It has explained itself <laughs> in that fashion, and that's the only way that I can understand how this movie exists <laughs> because. And it's and it's also, but but I watched it and I was like, only George Lucas. In, in I was like, only George Lucas could have got this movie made. You would have to have the clout of Star Wars to convince anyone to give you money to make this. You you've got to be the guy who made Star Wars and Indiana Jones to walk into a room being like, so it's like a dude who's duck from space, and they just go. Okay, and well, give you like, money. Well, we didn't believe you on Star Wars, and we didn't believe you on Indiana well, Jones. Well, wait, not to, I, I, maybe I this will work. Someone needs to chat room. Get ready, because someone someone said whether it's right or wrong. Howard the Duck is the first Marvel Marvel yep. comic character yep. to get a movie. Yep. Time for a reboot. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you, Marvel. <laughs> Put it him is, in the it Avengers. Is a, it is a comic book character. That, that is an ad- I used adaptation. to read Howard the Duck in the newspaper ahead in the paper. But uh, Trey, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, not not willingly. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Howard the Duck in the newspaper. But uh, someone forced that paper on me. Yeah, <laughs> it was like reading Peanuts. They exactly. were just there, did, yeah. and you had family to, circus. Family circus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just you, read it. It's, it's like there. cleaning your plate. You had to read the whole page. Yeah, you just had to read the whole thing. Yeah, do the do the jumble. <laughs> I would do the jumble, and then I would read Howard the Duck. They're saying actually, technically, Conan was first. Okay, oh. Which, yeah, but, but Conan, but Conan is a book originally. A book. Yeah, yeah, that it, was it just book. happened to have been a, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, this movie came out. I had friends who worked on it. You know, not close friends, but uh, <laughs> not anymore. We were estranged ever since. Uh, just because, uh, actually, from my point of view, it was like. I will say this: at the time, I wished I had worked on this movie until the movie came out because I knew people who were making fucking bank on this thing. 
this was a huge movie, and puppeteers were making serious money. Oh my god, that's that's uh, as I was watching this, I'm like, this is so expensive. Yeah, this movie, it's, it's crazy huge, and they were the people who were the puppeteers were, you know, just like, yeah, baby, woohoo, Howard the Duck, and then. But then you, know, you avoided like years later, then Mr. Stoked. Would you like to testify? Yes. <laughs> Um, so I was actually I was jealous of the people who were working on Howard the Duck. Probably not having Howard the Duck on your resume made you much more money than actually working. On I, you Howard know, the you Duck know, there's did. no way to know. There's, we can't, we can't know that. But uh, <laughs> but then then the movie came out and was this notorious like, wow, okay, that was really quite something that that happened. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't recall the actual figures, but you know, someone someone tell us the. It cost this, and it made that. Right. Please tell us. But uh, it was, you know, this notorious bomb. And I, whenever I did finally get around to seeing it, I can't imagine I saw it in the theater. I guess maybe I did. But, uh, you know, I saw it at whatever point I saw it. It really was like, wow, okay, that was a thing. And uh, and then I forgot about it until today. <laughs> um, other than working for Phil Tippett, who Phil Tippett did, you know, their stop motion uh, stuff. He did the Overlord and some other effects in it. And he... he um, I'm not going to tell all of Phil's stories because I think some of them are actionable, but um, he did not enjoy the process of working on the movie. I'll say that. And on that note, you're at the point where the Ooh. last Universal logo has faded to black as I am here. Put your finger I wish on I the could button. I tell the stories that he told. Uh, Three, there would be two, names involved. one, on pause. All right, Brian. Okay. It begins with a man explaining to three other men why. <laughs> are you telling? Are you asking me to explain? Well, you know it's an alien planet because there's two moons. Yes, but otherwise, it's a completely normal American city, yeah. whether it's Cleveland or New York or whatever it's supposed it's to Cityville. be. Cityville. Cityville. Yeah. All right. I, I believe. Think, honestly, I think the the core issue why this movie doesn't work is we've talked about it before. I think on the Spider-Man commentary, where it's like sometimes the uh, the no talking the uh, sometimes. The, the magic bean or the level of reality you need to sell the audience on their suspension of disbelief differs based on the, the medium that you're, you're working in. You can get away with a lot more and a lot more goofiness on the page, on a, especially on a comic book page, than you can on the screen. And that's why Nolan's Batman works where you know more goofy uh, comic book adaptations don't work. Are you uh-huh. positing I, that perhaps a gritty reboot of Howard the Duck? Yes. Actually, yes. I, would, I actually would kind of agree. Because I think there's a version of Howard the Duck that does that could work. I, I agree as well because if you read the actual right. comics, by the way, if I, those three names co-starring those are the puppeteers. That's that's how big a deal it was. They actually got upfront credit. Cool. Mm. They're like, but but like we're Lisa setting Sturs, up also we're puppeteer. setting up a bunch of stuff here that doesn't come up later. Like he's got a girlfriend. It's, or it's yeah, about his whole duck life. They're, they're, they're yeah. telling us it's but like it, duck well, alternate it, universe. Look, oh, yeah, 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 but yeah, I'm like, I get it. Or, they're ducks. Did yeah. they get Struzan to do that? Do you think? Maybe <gasps> I want oh that my poster. God. That would be crazy. I want to. <laughs> I want. Stru- I want. I have Struzan's. I have Struzan's uh, coffee table book. That's not in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if but, he does have it, I guarantee you he hasn't sold it. You know what's odd? Though, but no, there's they're setting up the there's they're setting up a life for him to work back towards because the whole right. movie he's working back towards getting back to this life. Mm-hmm. So you're establishing the stakes. It's it is screenwriting one on one, Mike. Come on, <laughs> yeah, come on, and. And the and the screenwriters, uh, the you know Willard and Gloria, um, they they wrote uh, American Graffiti, mm-hmm. which did well. So there you go. So this, clearly, there was like they started with George, and and they you know, had a hit, and then he had you know they then he did Star Wars, and so then they got okay. Here you guys, you get to do your own movie, guys. Go. How could this here work? It is. There's a well. There's a level of this to 
on on the one hand, there's a level of this where I just like I look at it. I'm like, this is so fucking weird. I just want it to work. <laughs> like like just because you want to live in a world where this is a good movie. Just because they dared to do something so weird and off the wall. I'm like, I wish it had paid off because how awesome would that be? But. Well, well, one thing. I mean, I didn't know Howard the Duck before before you know watching it, so I looked it up on Wikipedia and stuff like that. And it was talking about that that the uh, the idea in the comic is it's kind of it's a very existential comic, and it's very like it's it's very yeah. like yeah, all those things you think are important in your life. Imagine one of the people involved is a duck. Oh, it's stupid now, huh? Oh, how interesting. <laughs> you know, that's basically yeah. What, it's, what it, that's it has this quality of a very not dark well i mean dark in a sense it, it's the the actual comic of howard the duck is much darker than this movie turned out to be because here they're trying to make a kids movie they're trying to make star wars for six-year-olds again uh but and, the actual but then yeah. <laughs> they, they have a problem with tone in this movie they yeah, do. really say. real problem i have a minor philosophical question for us as a collective um about does doing this and having any sort of serious conversation about it made me jump the shark no, you think? no, not at all. No, because no, we, we've, we we've, we've, we've attacked bad movies with serious questions before, and 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 tried to figure out how bad movies yeah. could. Tone work. problem number one. <laughs> if we're talking about a kids movie here. Yeah. What just happened? They, He's they, looking at a duck playboy. A du- duck the, boy. The the centerfold. Duck boy. Ooh. That the the nostalgia critic actually um it, when he was talking about this. The scene we're about to see, he freeze frames on the the lady in the bath with her wine and presumably masturbating. Like she's got her <laughs> hand down in there, freezes on that, and it goes. Here we go. Duck tits. Woo! Wait it's for coming. it. Wait it's for coming. it. We got it's the old the, people. The, here, here it is. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the moment where she, she's like, clearly masturbating. Yeah. No, she was rubbing her knee. Oh wait, no, there she's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but you look at that and it's like, okay, why, why yeah. is this movie? Who is happening? who is this for? Exactly. By the way, b- being yanked out like that, that's one of the first uh, digital wire, wire removal shots. Yeah. This nice. movie was very heavily directed towards, as you can tell, it's very heavily directed towards showing off what ILM can do. So they, yes, they, absolutely. They, they geared it towards special effects opportunities more than story. You know something? There's enough in this movie, and like Brian was even hinting at, this movie doesn't have no structure. I mean, it's a movie. It was, it was George Lucas... Is fucking deluded, but he doesn't make straight up. Wait, no. wait, wait! I'll stop myself. Mid-sentence. It's true. Okay. Structurally, but there's, he, there's he makes value. movies, well, and he knows people that makes movies. Why doesn't this get like? I love it. It's bad cred. Well, here's the here's the problem with with this, um, and it goes. Here's the narration. Which, by the way, this goes back to what I was saying in the Galaxy Quest commentary, where if there really are billions of planets around billions of stars and billions of galaxies, eventually you're going to run into a race that looks like a puppet. Eventually you'll also run into a race that kind of looks like a duck. That's what they're saying right here. Yeah, see the monolith. It's the monolith thing, man. This is the whole thing. This is kind of cool because you can. I assume they built that. You know, that wouldn't have been a 3D thing. Yeah. They built that, and you can kind of see some of the artifacts of, like, the rig. Oh, the and, photography of yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it, that's kind of fun. But the problem is, and it, it goes to what we've been talking about recently a couple of times, and, the, and, and we've brought up before, the difference between plot and story. This movie has a plot. Like, you can follow the thread of this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And it, but it's not well-structured. Like, the villain doesn't show up until more than halfway through the movie. And we spend ten minutes in a, in the diner. And we spend <laughs> twenty minutes flying on the ultralight. And, you know, <laughs> hey, the chase. ultralight sequence is awesome. <laughs> but... 
What was it yeah. with the eighties and ultralights? Yeah, Did you but, see Slipstream? <laughs> but the, uh, the so it's got a it's got a plot and it's got a structure, not a great one, but it's got one. But the problem is, it goes back to what we talked about on Lost World and some other ones. You come out of this, or you if you if you were to sit down with with George Lucas. My first question would be, why did you tell me that story? <laughs> why did you tell me about that? What am I supposed to learn? Can I run a thought exercise on you real quick? Sure. If you were to walk up to Alfonso Cuaron and ask him, why did you tell me Children of Men? What do you think he would say? Is there a plausible answer to a question like that, or is it just a pedantic question? No, I think there's an answer. I mean, I mean Children of Men is about – Children of Men is about um, you know, the, the human need and the, the, the inborn human um, – humanness of hope it's it's about always having hope even when things seemed absolutely um absolutely fucked you know some people were killing themselves but a lot of people weren't a lot of people were still going about their day because even though it was hopeless there's some part of us that goes tomorrow could be better i want to be around for tomorrow and it literally ends with a ship named tomorrow showing up to say things are going to be better it's also about the difference between a, giving up entirely, B, going through the motions without really giving a shit at all or without any kind of um, conscientiousness about what you're doing with right. your life, and C, actually working towards something with a real distinct purpose right. in your and, life. And Theo goes from B Go, to from C. B to yeah. C, where everybody else is A. Now, yeah. does George Lucas, not George Lucas franchises at the helm of other people or with other people at the helm, does George Lucas deal in movies that have answers to questions like that? Do you think Star Wars, no. aside from an accident Star that happened does. in editing, well, yeah, maybe accidentally, do you think, but, but that's the thing, Star Wars... When he was writing about Luke Starkiller digging up bones on Tatooine, right. do you think he had an answer to the question, why are you telling me this story? No. As, as Star Wars, as it's written and as it was shot, absolutely not. Star Wars exists and we know it as it is today and we care about it as, as it exists today, partly because of Empire Strikes Back, but also partly because of the editing of the original, of Marshall Lucas and uh, Richard Chu. Is that, and, uh, I think so, yeah. Who's the third editor on it, other than Lucas himself? Wasn't there a third one? I don't remember. Or was it the two? It was Richard Chu and Marshall Lucas, primarily. I couldn't hear Trey just then. Is he still on? Is he on the waveform? Whoa, you're dying out. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Trey, talk something. Say something. Yeah. He hasn't said anything important just yet, but we don't want to miss it. Huh. I'll keep, I'll keep playing with this. Dorkman, talk about existentialism and ducks. Okay, so screw me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. Well, it's just... It, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you could... I mean, I mean, you could tell a, a Howard the Duck story that's basically like... Like we said, it's like all of these things that you think are important, and it is apparently a social... Uh, Trey, he's... Can you lean that over here and I'll keep tapping it on is, while It is apparently a, a, you know, the, the comic is a social satire. And it's basically like, yeah, all of these, all of these things that we, we, you know, really, really get, get up in our heads about and, and obsess about and, and, you know, worry about consider in our day-to-day important. life. Consider important. Stick a duck in there. Is it still important? No? Well, think about that. Fuck you, though. <laughs> you know, take a, take a, take a breather and, and think about that. If you you know, You're and, and especially nowadays, because people argue about even more inane shit on the internet and stuff like that. It's like, imagine the guy you're arguing with is a duck. <laughs> yeah. Does it make sense to be arguing 
this fervently with him. Well, now, no? my, now how I'm, interesting. Now that my mic is back on. Yeah. Glad to be back with you guys. First of all, I mean, Star Wars is, is uh, George was creating modern mythology. It's like, it's not, it's about, it wasn't about something so much other than the standard. It was the hero's journey. It was rediscovering right. the hero's journey in, in motion pictures, which at the time was, you know, not a form that people were doing that much. Everything was anti-heroes in those days. So he was just sort of doing a, you know, recapturing a modern myth thing. So what, as far as what Star Wars is about, it's about triumphing over evil. It's about, you know, basic shit like that. This movie is just... I th- the issue is tone. The issue is tone, and also the issue of what what works kind of works, or apparently worked for somebody in a comic, doesn't necessarily work on the screen for so many reasons. Um, because the the whole idea of Howard the Duck is like he's a duck, he's a cigar smoking, foul talking, get the pun, duck, and he just walks around and says funny shit. You know, it's like Zippy the Pinhead. It's like I don't know if I'd want to watch Zippy the Pinhead in a movie for two hours. Or it's like, a, or it's like he's like an asshole Donald. He exactly. speaks good English, and then yeah. you realize, oh, I don't. Like, but of all I things hang to out like, <laughs> pick to make a movie about. What I about mean, a cartoon? They apparently wanted to make this yeah. an animated movie. It would have been. It would have been better because I mean, you know, I'm, I'm speaking as a puppeteer, and here I'm looking at the then state of the art. I mean, he's just he's horrifying and ugly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like he's not convincing. You don't ever believe him for a second that that's a real being of any kind you're you're constantly thinking like oh so it's a little person and they've got radio control and it's you know they're trying to they're trying to do lip sync with a freaking bill which can't doesn't ever work and he's got you know his radio controlled eyes and it's just like he was he a henson because no his ilm is done internally oh interesting because this is is yoda because i was i was watching it and it, it he's got a the personality of of a Henson creature, like he's got, he's got the feel of like the dinosaurs creature, just kind of the way. I think they that's the radio eyes. It's the same of. technology. It's a, you know, huh. it's, it's all the same. And, and might have been, you know, many of the same technicians. They go back and forth, oh, you know. Sure. But um, you never know who's gonna who's gonna be doing that. But I personally don't have any problem buying him as a character. Can you think of a, you were six? Can you think of a movie where? <laughs> but the, the other, one of the other issues is he's not a very pleasant character. You know, it's not like you, you know, it's like. We're not rooting for him yet because he's kind of a you know is he who is he? I mean, right. he's, well, he's in the chat room they're saying he's an everyman. Yeah, but he's right. an everyman from and, another culture. And, it comes and in, down, the, in defense of this movie, we've already had the save the cat moment for him where he saves yeah. the girl. He saves the he saves the kitty. And, yeah. and they do they do actually uh, at the end she she states she tries to like retcon a story into it when when they think he's dead at the very end. Where she's like, oh, wow, this, when she's talking to yeah, him, yeah. this world didn't treat you very well, but you, but you saved it anyway. I was like, that's not what happened. <laughs> but if that was really the story, that would be great. There's a, there's a point. It's like he, he, he spends his whole time trying – first of all, we need the villain earlier. We need, we need some kind of threat earlier because we spend an hour just with him wandering around making duck puns. And, no no and, stakes at all. Yeah. Um, and or, and people freaking out about him. It's like sooner or later you get like there's the the bit where he's on the bus and everyone freaks out when he starts getting off. I'm like you've been riding with him for like an hour. Why are you flipping out now? But um, if it had been the kind of thing where you know shit is going down on Earth and for whatever reason he knows what's going on or he's he he could do something about it and he doesn't. He's just obsessed. I need to get home. I need to get home. I need to get home. And then finally he makes a turn. He's like, all right. I might be stuck here, but even if I'm not, I like this chick. Yeah, I don't I mean, want her to but die. You, but you have that happen way earlier. That's refusal of the call, acceptance of the call. That's that's 
that's 35, 40 minutes right. in. Well, you, not... you could you could even push that later and later. I, I think with this one, you could actually push the refusal a little way on because you can you can come up with obstacles and stuff and and attempts and failures at him trying to get back before he finally accepts and in the third act becomes a hero and 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 goes after the bad guy. Um, and then you've got the story where it's like. You know, it, however pithy way you want to say it, home is where the heart is, or you know, you can you you can decide. It's not about being from that planet or this planet. It's about you know people you care about. And if he realized he's like, I care more about this girl, talking monkey, all the than bullshit. I did about anything, all my bullshit back home. You know, that's there's a story. Now, would you wrap that in a darker coating? I would probably. I mean, would you want it to be? Give, give me a movie to match tone with. I, I don't. I would Ghostbusters. I would, maybe, maybe. What I would do is I would do a thing where I would make the tone of the film more serious, which would make it funnier because he's a duck, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it's, I think the, the movie's uh, trying really hard. It's like okay, you know, it's like we've already you gave us an opening scene of nothing but fucking duck puns. Let's move on, and the movie doesn't Duck move puns. on. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The, the movie doesn't move on from that ever. I yeah. mean, it takes quite a while to like. Okay, we get it. He's a freaking duck. I would, Let's just go on. I would very quickly have it be a thing where it's like people stop acknowledging that he's a duck. I think that's. I think yeah. that would be important. Or or they not in the in the oh my god a ghost kind of way that they yeah. seem to do in the movie. It's just kind of like oh that's weird. But um, would you have it be almost from the sci-fi standpoint where? This is not about him being a duck. This is about him being different. Yeah, exactly. Where you sort of abstractify which, the which duck I think part. Is I mean, what the comic is about, yeah. really. It's and, it's about you know just this uh, how how a person with a totally different point of view walks around yeah. in our society. And you can occasionally how the outsider comes in and goes, really, this is what you guys spend yeah, all day and, doing, and allows yeah. us to see you know uh, what we do in a new yeah, way because we, he's the outsider. And we go, and then we go, that is stupid, and yeah. you're a duck telling me that down like in front. <laughs> Any movie can work. If you do. There's a there's there's a moment later. I like that. And, and you movies could, are perverse. They could be beautiful, but they just won't. You could. I mean, you could throw in duck like a little later on. You know, the guy is freaking out because he's like, "Oh, I feel the evil inside me. I saw a vision when I was there." And and Howard goes, "I, you're still in shock from the explosion. You're just imagining things." I'm like, "That's the moment where you're like, you are a duck from space. <laughs> you don't get to tell me I'm imagining things." <laughs> Like moments like that, you can call it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it, as we say, it's Im- yeah, important in comedy ship, for yeah, it's important yeah. in comedy for everybody to take the comedy absolutely deadly serious. Because if you're winking towards the camera, towards the audience, then it breaks it breaks that reality of it, that heightened reality of it. How does this movie not qualify for Troll Hunter, Troll, uh, The Room? Even Rocky Horror status. Why doesn't this get to be or Tron? Even Rocky. why doesn't this get to be? <laughs> How on earth did you just put Rocky Horror in the same? Well, the room? Rocky Horror associates in my brain with people going to the theater to oh, throw shit. What oh, I mean yeah, is, yeah, but like, not because like, they hate the movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I like Rocky Horror. My point is, how does this not qualify for, I love it. But I think because this movie's been buried. I mean, you know, people a, haven't seen a it? very powerful machine tried to just sort of go, that almost really mostly didn't happen. But yeah, because this movie is exactly that for me. I go, like, yeah, this is a shitty movie, but I love it in the same way that I love Rocky Horror. But it's mm. also, I mean, it's also kind of dull is part of the problem. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have much momentum. It doesn't go anywhere, and it's not... 
like there's a manic energy to Rocky Horror. You're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, well, but Rocky Horror sure was doing a, the hell out a of bad it. example. What about the room? But the but the room is a, is another thing where you watch it and you're like, wow, you can feel that the guy showed up and was like, come on guys, let's do this, and like was setting up the 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 shot and stuff like that, and just had this energy for it. Whereas this. You feel everyone there is like, oh, I don't want to, you know, because you know he was just like the shark in Jaws and he never worked and they, <laughs> yeah. they were dying every yeah. day. And you just, there's just this weight on the film and it's, it's almost and it's costing too, so much money yeah. and George is going, how's it you going? Think this movie it's works? almost two full hours long. If this were 90 minutes, I think it would be much the more The story, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but uh, Phil did tell a story about literally because he was, you know, from, he was from the old days. He was, you know, he was, Phil was with George on Star Wars and that was really good and he was, you know, he, he he trusted Phil, and Lucas called George, called Phil into his office, and said, "What the fuck is happening with Howard the Duck?" And Tippett named the names, and and as he walked out, those people were being summoned. Was it was it was it was it writer names or I'm not names? fucking saying. All right. But uh, you know, it's like Just what department? There, there was. I'm not. Well, yeah, all right, all right, all right. yeah. Because that, then that would that be would hard talk. to narrow down. But it was like, yeah, no. So, but it's like you know, he said, uh, "I'll tell you who. I'll tell you where. You know, this. I'll tell you, it's this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and the movie's kind of getting out of control." And George said, "Okay, thanks." And uh, you know, wow, <laughs> people Imagine were summoned into that his fucking office. power. Yeah, when George Lucas says, "You tell me." I'll it's, do it. It's, I've been in that position, not with George Lucas, obviously, but uh, you, 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 you kind of don't want to. It's kind of like the military. It's like if you're summoned up to the, you know, the, the, the top brass, and they go, "What the hell happened?" And you go, uh, "Well, Captain So and So actually shot the civilians." <laughs> you know, you don't want to say that because there's a code. A man's got to have a code, and you're not supposed to say that. But there's, I've been on projects that too are far, the, too the far duck movie. Condom, the duck yeah, condom. I've been on projects that have gone so far off the rails that you just you kind of go, "God damn it, I'm gonna have to blow the whistle on this one because otherwise we're just all gonna die." Real quick, it's, real quick. It's the fact that the duck condom is, is unwrapped. Not, is unwrapped. Yeah, it's been used. It's kind of scary. Anyway, or at least or, it's, or it's ready, ready for action. Yeah. Ready to be used. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but sometimes kids you just love, the wallet. Kids love condoms. Kids wouldn't know what a condom was yeah. if it was in the wrapper. But again, spit. spit. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Wait, I actually, wait, I actually didn't get the condom right, as right, bubblegum exactly, joke exactly. in Coneheads for the longest time. I still <laughs> fucking when I uh, when yeah, I was growing me up, too. Yeah. there was one. Uh, I, I grew up in Weird Al. I loved I loved Weird Al growing up. I still like Al a lot. Um, and there was a video he did. It was his Talking Heads parody. No, no, his Spin Doctors parody. Headline News. Mm-hmm, that song. The video, and he said since that he didn't like the director of the video. They didn't get along. And the, the, the comedy of the director and Weird Al was in, the, in the, just two different universes. But there's a shot where it goes past a thing, a golf cart, a, a, a golf bag with golf clubs in it. It's just dolls, dollies past it, right? So it's like in the foreground, kind of out of focus. And one of them has this wet rubber sock on it. And I'm, walking, I'm watching it when I'm six. I'm like, I don't. Why is there a wet rubber sock on the golf club? <laughs> I find out later it's a condom, and Weird Al didn't find that funny at all. But I had zero concept of a condom my entire life. I still don't know what a condom is. Okay. Well, well, that's good news. I'd like you to meet my kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Welcome to the American anyway. Public Education what were System. You gonna, Trey was talking, and you were going to do a thing. Well, I was just saying, like, we spent all that time. It's, it's exactly what we just talked about. She opens up the wallet. Mallard card. Blooming ducks. George Washington with a bill. We get it. He's a fucking duck. And everyone <laughs> around him is a duck. Where he comes from. Look Can at we that move on, kid. please? Look at that little kid in yeah. this movie. It's Doogie Hauser. Yeah, Tim Robbins made it out of this movie. Whatever happened somehow. to that kid? He was cute. All right, question. He didn't give up hope. <laughs> we, 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 haven't, we haven't mentioned, by the way, Leah Thompson. Very cute. Oh, and, and just actually, saying, very first, cute. First, my first crush. Brian has a romantic for Leah Thompson. Now, was this be- this was, was after Back to the Future. Yes. After, right after she Back to the Future. Yeah. This, this was the movie. This was the, the, you know, the big movie that she got cast in after doing so well. This yeah. and Space Camp were going to make her career. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, 
going back to actually what you said earlier, and I think you were joking, but she, all things considered, she does give a pretty good performance. She's good, yeah. Considering what good. she had to work with, not only is she working with a puppet, but apparently, you know, reading the behind the scenes. Dude, on she the just production came off of stuff. working with fucking Michael J. Fox. She's good at this. Well, but but she, they didn't have the. Um, He's short. It's a joke. They didn't have the guy talk in the in the puppet suit. One of the puppeteers. One of the puppeteers was. It's was a girl. Through, it's a girl but, in the suit. Um, oh wow, that's so, deep. Yeah, no, the, the person with the radio control is going to be doing the, yeah. the talking. The person is basically manipulating the jaw, depending on. But how many but they had to they it. had to resync the voice of Howard later. Yeah. So she's 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 not even to, acting. Yeah. To, to but there's a there's a scripty off to the side. No, the puppeteer says it. Because you're, you're 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 the one who's making the mouth move, so you're the one who's going to okay. be doing the lip sync. That's normally how it's done. Why and doesn't no, Tim Robbins do more comedy? Oh, there it is. That's why. I see it. I see why. I have a question. He did the comedies at the time. His early works were were comedies. They're really good. He was kind of a cute little boy too. Look at him. He yeah, grew, well, he grew up to be all weird and sort of frostbitten looking. Susan, <laughs> Susan Sarandon was already middle aged at this point. But oh, that's crazy. Um, Don't wh- touch her. Touch her. Touch her. <laughs> where is? <laughs> but I want to be dirty. <laughs> Gross. Where did that come from? The the uh, beam. He's like, can you bend this? Where? Yeah. Again, it's just like, <laughs> and I, and I would have had Howard be like, where did you get that? It's, yeah. it's it comes back to the tone issue. It's like every hey, you just want to like step in the movie. And go hey. Why so wacky? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Are you, everyone's trying really fucking hard. You know, it's like, why? What are you? What are you doing? What's everybody doing? Yeah. Did anyone tell Tim Robbins what movie they were making? Because it's because it seems like he's got a concept. He's like, I'm acting against a puppet duck. I think I know the kind of movie I'm in. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah. With and this. someone should have been like, No, no, it's not that movie. Actually, Dorkman, I have a challenge for you. Okay. okay. Here are the rules. The result has to be someone who has never seen nor heard of Howard the Duck before, off the street, chosen at random. Likes Howard the Duck. I'll give you thirty grand in six months. You can edit it down and change Howard's dialogue. Can you do it? Um, I would have. I to bet think you could actually. You you do? I bet you could. could. Yeah, because like we're saying, it's it's a tone issue. Mm-hmm. And it, like like you were saying, even if you're just even if you have Howard acknowledge the ridiculousness of what's around him and really have him serve the kind of this outsider role that he does in a comic and. Talk about the, the going to the existential. Like everything you do is stupid. Do you realize that? Uh-huh. Which you could easily do by just redubbing his lines, right? And and playing with juxtapositions of reaction shots. And oh, but then like the lip that. sync wouldn't work. Oh yeah. You're oh, right. sorry. That was read. That was me. Now in the eighties, we had a we had a slew of. I bet you could do it. And now, why are we talking about this? Why are we giving a completely We're... improper? primer on evolution that doesn't matter he's a talking duck we don't have to try and explain how he evolved that way <laughs> don't say primer around mall two anyway hi mall two <laughs> i say hi to you from the podcast that thousands of people are gonna hear my <laughs> bad um in the 80s we had a slew of the aliens are our friends movies do you think this movie as is works any better if he's not a duck if he's just a random weird ass alien well it's, I, it's still doofy but then they, they wouldn't he, have done the duck puns <laughs> yeah well there you go I mean, literally, just at the beginning, you say, in the in the script process, if you're not George Lucas, you say, no, 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 just make him the weird alien from Explorers or something yeah. like that. Do you get a better movie well, you just with that impetus? You, you, this movie needed Chico Marx in the story conference yeah. to say, why a duck? Because if you, to it, defend that choice. If they behaved that way, though, if they if they didn't, they, like like he said, if they just got rid of the duck puns and acted like he was just Ooh. a visitor from outer space. Who looked like a duck. Who looks like a duck. In the right. chat room, uh, Dodgson says, well, then it's Paul. Which might be a good yeah. point. I haven't seen yeah. Paul, but and and Paul, I hear, is a very good movie. Exactly. So it's good. Um, and and Paul, you know, thirty years ago would have been like, oh, haven't seen that before. Yeah. Go ahead. I tweet. I tweeted at the time when they were out in theaters. It's like, 
We've got Paul. We've got Rango. We're like a John and George away from the Beatles movies out in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, just an alien. Well, well, even still, I mean, part of the gag would be, like you said, there's there's all these planets out there. Yeah, he's an alien, and he happens to look like a duck. Yeah. Is that weirder than if he looked like something else? Yeah. You know, it, it, well, because it it goes back to the old sci-fi trope of oh, this alien just looks like a man mixed with a lizard, or a man mixed with a rhino, or whatever the hell it is, which is a very old uh, old school science fiction trope. So then turning that around as a joke, oh, okay, well, we've had the lizard man plenty of times. Somewhere on another planet, there's probably a duck yeah. man. And and I feel like they, I feel like they were trying to do that. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I would have played it up a little bit more this way. But it's like a lot of people felt it was kind of like skeevy. And I get where they're coming from, obviously. But the the way it's like he, she's having a the romance. romance with yeah. the duck, and that's weird. I'm like, is that really weirder than half the things that Kirk stuck it in? If you really <laughs> think about it, like, come on, <laughs> how is that weirder? Anyway. I read a book recently, uh, a, a sci-fi yeah, novel called Spin. Um, I, I read a lot. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> called Spin. And it was the first time I read a, a really cool explanation that sort of grandfathers a reason back into why all those Star Trek alien races were so goofy, uh, where it's just clearly a human with eyebrows connected and big a big forehead or whatever it was, or green or black or black and white. Maybe not that one, but, you know, anyway. The ones that were black on one side and white on the other. It's very hard to defend that. Although I came up pretty close once where I was like, maybe they live sideways at a pond and they had to be black on the bottom so that the fish didn't see them. And then the white side, whatever. Anyway. But it was an explanation in that book. They sort of stepped into it sideways and I didn't see it happening until it had already explained itself. But they basically explained away how all that kind of stuff would happen. Where if – and under the, under the in the course of the story in this book, it makes sense. Um, if humanity – over the course of billions of years, had terraformed and, and sent out their you know their biology ahead of time, and they made a you know biome out of all these different planets, and it was finally okay. And they sent people there. Billions of years later, they evolve. Even though they, they the humans that arrived in the first place could have lived there, they evolve a little it's bit genetic differently. Genetic drift. Yeah. And eventually, they would have been you know they would have had black bumpy skin, so they could fend off extra UV or whatever it was. Or just because having black bumpy skin didn't make you less likely to survive than not having black exactly. Bumpy skin. Right. And so. then you know, and then you know, yeah. six yeah. billion years later, you have. Alien races that kind of look like puppets. Yeah. Well, they, so the idea it, is that that we and everything else in the in that we encounter in this neck of the galaxy were seeded from some yeah. same, One similar individual material. race. Which, in Star Trek's defense, they do actually posit that same basic yeah. thing uh, to to justify. We were all humans right. a million yeah. years ago. To, well, there was this original race that seized the galaxy, and that's why we Although all look Kirk, like human Kirk beings. Kirk, Kirk is a is a, Kirk says. Uh, well, no, we, we believe that uh, life evolved here, and 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 Spock is when I guess. Well, it would explain some aspects of Vulcan and Romulan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like so. Oh, so humans are humans, but all the rest of y'all are like somebody's science project, but not humans. No, no. See, she. This, She's dealing. With, yeah, this scene is actually a genuinely good scene. Yeah, the the scene with the uh, the, the unemployment, unemployment lady. Office. She's yeah. like, I don't care what you fucking look like. I'm not going to let you job. suck on the public titty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, great, exactly. She doesn't. I mean, she makes a she makes a uh, a duck gag. You know, you'll take to it like a duck to water right at the end. But other than that, she's like, here's what we're doing. Here's the here's the world that we live in. He was about to bite her ass. He was about to bite yeah. her ass, like you do. But it's Macaron. funny because it didn't Chacaron. actually end up happening. And wow. now we're in this place. All right, Brian, explain <laughs> yourself and your childhood. And when you're a kid, you don't know. Yeah. You're a very innocent person, and all of—I mean, we we talk about the the duck boobs and the the duck condom. It's like, well, you, but when you're a kid, that stuff just yeah. goes over your head. It doesn't register. It doesn't make any kind of connection, and so it just. But doesn't then you get old enough for it to come right into your face. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> stick in your brain, and so you you 
you can if you haven't seen this movie for 20 years and the last time you saw it was five you go uh, when you were five you remember the the stuff that did stick with you and you have completely forgotten about the the weird crap that didn't register and to be fair i mean it's nowhere as extreme as you know the the unwrapped condom in the the wallet but you go back and watch some muppet stuff you're like they said that gonzo <laughs> wants wants to fuck that chicken yeah <laughs> doesn't think it'd be nice wants to yeah. fuck that chicken <laughs> yeah she was hot i'm pretty sure he does i'm pretty sure yeah. they have a relationship oh, long term yeah not be with or hang out with uh. or snuggle wants to fuck that <laughs> at one point in a christmas carol rizzo goes down the chimney lands on the chicken on a spit says i landed on the chicken and gonzo says you have all the fun <laughs> he wants to fuck that chicken <laughs> perhaps a dead chicken didn't gonzo have a harem at one point of chickens yes yes he did he did see mm-hmm. see Polygamy, bestiality, and yeah. that's just the Muppets, man. Yeah. Well, he is a weird. On that on, on that note, uh, Bert and Ernie are gay. They're friends. Yeah. 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 It's totally they are puppets. I, lo- I love that. <laughs> they have no that, sexuality. That was Sesame Street. <laughs> they response. both have a guy's arm up their ass anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> was Sesame Street was like, dudes, dude, they are puppets. <laughs> yeah. They're puppets. They have no genitals. Yeah. So why the, are we having? Somebody this wrote a blog post. Let's not get fucking crazy. Everybody. On the on that last before we get off this tangent, uh, I, although I, there was there was a character on Sesame Street with AIDS. Yeah. There was yeah, that's a right. puppet with AIDS. I'm like, explain that. <laughs> explain that if you're going to. He got it from a blood transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I used to listen to a band. I still listen to a band uh, called Moxie Fruvis. It's a, you, you might like them. Check them out. Oh, I know. F R U V O U S. HIV, not AIDS. Anyway, like, and there was a live album. <laughs> there was a live album. And by the way, what's weird is that one of the lead singers from Moxie Furbis, his name is Gian Gomeshi. Gian? Uh, Gian? Uh, is now like one of the leading guys at the CBC. Like he does his own radio. Anyway, he was the guy that Billy Bob Shorten got mad at in that one interview. Now he's just a guy on the radio. Um, and they had a thing, like an interstitial. In That's the- a duck. What <laughs> is that? That's a duck, man. Thank you, sir, for explaining the movie. And the, go ahead. In their I'm live on. album, there's like interstitials between the songs where they're just talking. And one of them makes this point where I'm like, I really want to see that. He's like, you ever watch Sesame Street? And you just want to see Oscar the Grouch just wants to go, motherfucker. <laughs> He's got the exact right face for it. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you can just see it. Yeah. You see it when I'm saying it. Motherfucker. He would yell that at you from his trash can as you walked by. That would just, hey, motherfucker. Hey, got any change, motherfucker? I just figured out how to fi- totally fix this movie. Completely, completely reverse everyone's reaction. Because the idea is like the earth is in jeopardy and everyone is not aware of it. And the whole point is that you know, we don't want to like deal with things we don't want to deal with. So there's a fucking duck walking down the street and everyone tries very hard not to acknowledge that he's just, a fucking just, duck. Just like – I mean yeah, and just like when uh, – you know, the, the – when you're when you're dealing with like a handicapped person, yeah. you know someone someone in a wheelchair, you're like, I don't want to make like, them hey, feel bad. What's up? How you doing? I, but I, I'm literally looking down at them, yeah. but I'm trying not to make it feel like I'm looking down at them. <laughs> but if I like if I stoop down, yeah, do I then crouch? that's more condescending. <laughs> that doesn't and sound it's like, right. So so the whole time everyone's just like trying very hard not to be <laughs> offensive and not to like you say not and acknowledge what's going not on. Not to get a boner. That's no. the most awkward yeah, thing. That's really the hard part. The problem with this movie is that it's set in Cleveland as opposed to New York. If you put Howard the Duck in New York, you get exactly what you're talking about where everybody's like, doesn't give a shit. And if they are reacting, they're just like, they're trying not to react. Right. Right. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite gags in, uh, in Last Action Hero is that the villain shows up in New York and it's so much more evil than anything he's ever done. He's like, I just shot a man and and I I did it on purpose. purpose. And someone in the distance, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You killed a man for his his shoes <laughs> i love That's that fantastic yeah. Uh, yeah so so he comes into into that world and he's like 
I'm like the least weird part yeah. of this yeah. city right now. <laughs> By the way, somewhere in this club, Arnold Schwarzenegger is hunting Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I feel like that yeah, that's exactly the way to do it. If it's like you you acknowledge the weirdness in the sense that because that's one of my favorite things about American Psycho. It's like. Because it's set in the eighties. I cannot 80s. wait to hear this. Well, it's set in it's set in the it's set in the eighties. <laughs> what 80s. does Howard the Duck and American Psycho have in common? Go, go, Michael. But but the thing about American Psycho and uh, uh, I, you know, well, I I want to I want to actually do the the movie at some point. But the thing about American Psycho is the fact that he kills people is the least psychotic aspect of his <laughs> of the culture around him. That's the least psycho. Yeah. bit of American Psycho is him killing people. The you know there's the whole scene where everyone's flipping out about the the business cards and stuff like that. I'm like, American Psycho is talking about everything else, <laughs> not the killing. The killing is him trying to feel normal <laughs> practically. Um and the same thing you could do with Howard the Duck. It's like you point out the weirdness of the duck by going but or, or you use the 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 fact that there's this duck walking around to look and say the duck is the least weird part of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, or I mean, you have the you have this duck walking through everybody's life, but everybody is still more concerned about their own shit, about their business cards right. or whatever it is. Right, and they completely miss the fact that Brian is that the yeah. guy you you bought a bike from? Is that, I bought a bike. Didn't is, you buy? Is that, was it was it you who had a story about buying a bike from the guy who was like isn't, a that, isn't that Tick from Strange Days? The skeevy character, yeah, the Tick, yes. and then he's also uh, not the Tick, Tick from Strange Days, and also uh, the the hey, what country do you think this is? Guy from Ferris Bueller, the he's guy that a, steals the Ferrari. He's also one of uh, Koopa's cousins in the Mario Brothers movie. Wow. See, I'm betting he that while this movie... That was my movie. Exactly. That was my exactly. Movie. This yeah. is my free pass. Mario Brothers is your free Mario's pass. Mario is my free pass, and I, I'll also occasionally uh, uh, try to throw down a pass for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But I, I would say I that one's that's good. Clowns that's the one... I would say that's that the, Fuck, I was trying to think of examples when I was doing my thing earlier. I was like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space has its following. Why doesn't this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, con- the consensus we came to was they tried to make this movie not exist after Powers the Powers that be, man. Powers that be. It's all a conspiracy. And Killer Clowns is silly and like 80 minutes long. It gets in and gets fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that helps a lot. And, and Killer Clowns is also always, at least when I was growing up, uh, counter-programmed against Mystery Science Theater 3000 on the Sci-Fi Channel. So it, <laughs> it kind of it had a better lead-in or a better better company that made you more receptive it's to it. It's a very – it's because this – this movie doesn't quite know. It's like, am I a silly movie? Am I a serious movie? Am Is I a kid's satire? movie? Am I? What am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a screaming pile of shit. Yeah. What am I? I used to be a banana. <laughs> Whereas Killer Clowns fucking knows what movie it is it's yeah. like clowns yeah. are scary am i right here we go so this is where they, they actually eat you in this movie you. yeah they, they cut you up i keep thinking you. that's tim roth <laughs> baby it tim is, roth yeah i mean it looks like baby tim roth i've, I've had that same thought before honey buddy was honey buddy the girl or the guy i love you honey buddy uh, he was pumpkin yeah he was pumpkin that's pumpkin. right <laughs> pumpkin honey we're buddy. gonna be cool but yeah i mean Yolanda. tell that bitch to chill he's gonna stick an ice pick in that dude's eye it's a comedy <laughs> for kids i like this isn't i it? like this character i sympathize with him <laughs> in his place yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i understand he's been pushed to the limit and he can't stand no more i understand him. all right you you, you bring your oh interesting... my god popeye that's you, another movie yeah. we should talk you about you did sometime. bring up an interesting point though it's like um is there a villain in this movie not yet there isn't mm. howard's the closest we get um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so far it's the main character is the villain 
All right. The villain. Uh, the villains are the the unsavory residents of Cleveland, Ohio. It's, it's 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 about the cruelty of the universe, really. The random nature of the which universe. Cleveland, in fact, does not rock. Which what does it no. mean to be which, duck? Which actually would be that that would almost be fine until halfway through the movie goes also space demons. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That, wait, that, wait. that much is true. I mean, oh, oh did I tell you about this? I didn't of, tell you about them. Oh, the space demons. <laughs> right. My God, Leia Thompson is gorgeous. Holy God. I like that line. Actually, I'm running out of sticks to throw at people. <laughs> actually, just watching this last night and later on when she's like getting in the bed, even I was like, whoa. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Seriously, punked out Leia Thompson is top she, of the list. I, I was like, I totally like, get where Finn is The hair, though, makes from. her look like she's 90 years old. It's like is she, when she was dragging Howard in the bag, I, you know, I haven't seen this movie in quite some while. I was like, why is she? Is she old all of a sudden? She looked like my grandmother all of a sudden with that hair. There's something about her hair in this movie. You know how, like... It's the... You know that. I mean, she looks like the Wicked Witch of the West. That's... that's, You know how there is... uh, When you go to the dentist, they have that one poster that's been there since the 1940s, and it's, like, yellowed and disgusting, and it it, it, it clearly indicates procedures done with an ice pick. And then you go to some hair salons, and they've got that one thing still painted on the fucking window from 1981 with a white, white face... Purple lips, yellow eyeliner, and fuck hair. It looks like Dragon Ball Z. She looks like that. That's just it's it's funny because knowing this is from the eighties, I just I just like run this filter in my brain where I just <laughs> yeah. ignore that. That's true. I'm you, like I know you have to skip that. You have yeah. to just kind of go eighties. Okay, just that. That's yeah. that's the eighties filter. It, <laughs> exactly. By the way, I'm, almost everyone else's hair in the scene totally works. For me. I'm not going to get distracted by this horror Her show of, right yeah. there. Whoa. I'm down, actually. If you had invested in the moose industry but then in again, the I like, 80s. I like the cure, so I guess I would. Yeah. Anyway. There is no cure for this movie. <laughs> With the fling. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Even Tim Robbins' hair is going for the there's sky. Look at that. There's something about for the sky, Tim movies Robbins in the 80s that make them... It's it's this quality of they look like period films, but you know they're right, not. Right. Because you know, if you look like, if you look at a movie set in the 40s, but made in the 40s, you can tell that it was made in the 40s. Right. Yeah. But movies from the 80s are close enough to modern day right. where you can't really... Oh. It feels like some kind of weird alternate... It yeah. feels like strange days. Like, wait, like, yeah. that, that looks pretty much like movies I watch today, but they're wearing really stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, is, it is heightened. It wasn't like we're walking, you know, we're all walking down the street and, you know, in bell-bottoms. Trey, what were you wearing in the 80s? In the 80s, Cocaine, uh, right? yeah, pretty much a uh, little... Uh, not, not, a little I, I was never it. rich enough to afford that much cocaine. It was always had to be social. I had never actually purchased any. Now um, your shorts, t-shirts, occasionally a fedora. Yeah, eighties where you were in like hammer pants. Nah, no, never, never, never went there. I was never. I've never been trendy. I've never, you know, I've hammer never, pants were the nineties. I think. Yeah, anyway. the closest oh. I've ever been to trendy is is you know I had I had a mullet in the eighties because it was it was okay then before we decided they weren't okay anymore. Um, <laughs> that's all I had. I had a mullet and I had I had a, that was a UN decision. I dabbled I dabbled in hair dye. Oh, how radical! Right? Really? What color? Um, no, actually, it was bleaching on mine. I, I oh, cool! A, I bleached a blonde streak into my mullet. I did a I did a Thunderdome. I was doing a Mad nice. Max, doing a Mad Max Thunderdome. Wow. So Sounds all right. That that you could have gone as Frankenstein's wife for there, Halloween. I'm there sorry. Are, yeah. That sentence just just is <laughs> rattling around the echo chamber in my head now. Is Trey saying I bleached a blonde streak into my mullet? That's just that's just bouncing around in there. Yeah, I can't make it. That's stop. right. And made the world possible for you. We beat. We that's how we beat Hitler, still the young man. That's, it, it's, it's that meme where it's like shut down everything and it just zooms into the eyes. Yeah. Play that back. Yeah. So. 
But but I, I I think I think maybe once I rolled asleep up on my jacket. Uh, I think I I think I dabbled in that once. But uh, that was really about it. I sounds like you survived okay. I'm no, yeah, I've never I've never fucking you guys in the 2000s. I had bright red hair. Now, and see, yeah. I, was, I, right? I wasn't trying to like look like I was in aha. I was trying to be like Thunderdome. I mean, it was a movie geeky thing uh-huh. I was doing. It wasn't like I'm trying to look like a. You know, it's like when Hanel tried to be Neo for four years after the Matrix. Mm-hmm. I miss those years. He had a trench coat and everything, but he bleached his hair. That was a backwards decision. <laughs> <laughs> he had to make a choice. He's in the middle anyway. He's got like dirty blonde. He had to make a choice one way or the other, and he w- he went he went the Take other side. We're at war. <laughs> 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 there are enemies on both sides, yeah. but Evil we just everywhere. We just passed. Through, okay, now it's getting weird. We we just passed through Tim Robbins running in and and giving all these wacky theories about, about oh you where know he came from about where he came works. from. But but again, it's almost like they they don't play it up. But you could play up like hello. It, yeah, that, <laughs> even it, Wait, like I said. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Like I said, Lamp? even even I last night was going, whoa. Um, <laughs> They're going to totally do it in this scene, aren't they? Oh, now she's getting undressed. But even. Uh, even yeah, the robe comes off. Wait oh for no it. way! Um, how do they not remember? Hey, there it is. Leia Thompson. But uh, it's it's sorry what? It's like how do they not play up where it's like Howard's like you're an idiot. I'm like whoa. really that makes less sense than the space duck. Yeah. Flying through space because of a, a wormhole light tube? <laughs> really? You're going to make fun of him for right, his theory? I'm going to need you to talk to somebody else right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> I am really Leah busy. Thompson uh, took off her pants, and now she's crawling away from us on the bed in panties. Yeah. She committed to this movie. you got to love her yeah. for committing. Mm. Well, that's exactly it. Like, a moment like this, <laughs> a, a moment like this, you've got you've to gotta be like, she's like, I'm in Howard the Duck in this my panties. I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. going for it. Well, you know, it's you know, actors. You never know. She she might have been. You know, I'm what I'm supposed to be. This kid's mother, and I'm seducing him. What kind of fucking movie? Did I, I'm going to call my agent first thing in the morning and go. Don't ever put me in another one of those fucking movies again. I want that duck movie that you told me about. Yeah. <laughs> Get me that. That's well, I want to like work it. with Lucas. Yeah. Get I'm me that meeting. Work with this Zemeckis hack with this weird incest. This movie is a little making. woman in a suit yeah. with a bill. She try, but she does. An amazingly passable job of seducing the duck puppet. Say that again slower. <laughs> How do you do a great job? You know what? You know what? That, that, was, that was me trying to temper it because I don't want to admit that she does a really great job of seducing the duck puppet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this to is the, temper it away. This is there, the movie. Yeah. Admit it. Admit it, I, it No, I have five. to admit it. She Gentlemen, what job. you are seeing is the movie birth of the furry movement. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Or the feathery this, movement. That's Look, who watches right here. this movie. This right here yeah. took months. To get yeah. to get a Howard that would do that. Yeah. That's where this money. Well, don't you? As you've talked about Trey in the past, you if you're going to have a puppet do a specific thing, you need to build to do that specific yeah. thing. Yeah. There's so, later on where he swallows it, in so fear, it, and I'm like, they yeah, built that fucking duck. Yeah. And that's for this scene, he needed to have a feather boner. Yeah. yeah, I love I love this though. I I do love the reversal where he's the you know he's like the the hard boiled whatever man man man, and he's been hitting on everyone. And now it finally comes down to it. He's like, no, I have a headache. Be gentle. Like he's <laughs> okay. scared. I'm like, I enjoy that reversal. And also, again, I like the idea of coming back. There, there, there are hints of what this movie could have been, like a scene like that, where it's like you think about this guy Star- looked everywhere for yeah. Ferris. You think about the, just Star Trek or, or any sci-fi thing. It's like it's an accepted trope that humans and aliens can get. Involved get on, with yeah. each other yeah. and get in relationships, long-term yeah. relationships. Now it's a duck and it's weird, yeah. huh? Interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's been weird the whole time and you're only just realizing <laughs> right. it. Yeah. That's Trey about Jabba and Leia. Yeah, hello. Yeah, 
what's well, he? it's 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 a ridiculous thing on the surface of it. I mean, can we can we have children with chimpanzees and we share ninety nine point nine percent of yeah. our DNA? And I've with never them? found a chimpanzee hot. Not yet. Yeah, not so far. You haven't seen Planet of the Apes, then? That's true. I guess I haven't. Rise of the. Did you see my tweet? Rise of the planets of the apes. Apes will planet will rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the tagline. Will, the Apes will, will planet will rise. Planet will, will. This one should be uh, Howard will duck. I guess. I don't no, know. duck will Howard. The, the duck, duck will, will Howard. Howard. Howard the duck. You'll believe a duck Howard. will Howard. You'll believe a Howard can duck. Oh look at Betamax. That's no. great. I like so it. now we have it's like our a villain. portable TV studio. Yeah. I will say we have gotten our villain before in Temple of Doom. We actually get to the Temple of Doom. No, we, thank you very much. We don't. We still don't have the villain because he's a good he's guy. He's not a villain yet. He's we not, should, uh, sir. Uh, in Temple of Doom, the villain is human nature. Yes, <laughs> and what it means to be human. I should do a trope. I'm just looking at yeah, you really should actually, do a trope. I was actually surprised that like that he was not a bad guy. I was like, because you're used to seeing him as kind of the villain in Beetlejuice and 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 Ferris and all those. Amadeus. Other Amadeus, which yeah. he came off that. <laughs> To this, yeah. but but somehow I don't. Was Amadeus that old? Uh, that's it's, my understanding yeah. is he got this role because of his role in Amadeus. It's, it's uh, well which how 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 does that fucking work? Exactly. Explain to me the thought. Process I thought you were there. great in Hamlet. Please come do my. Yeah. Please come make a silly voice and wear a crazy makeup <laughs> for for a couple weeks on okay. our on our duck movie. Sure. Why not? But but Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones, I I actually gained respect for him watching him in this movie because he was like. This is the movie I signed up for, and I'm going to do it. Out of everybody, I think Michael McKean pulls off the best, the most appropriate performance for for this movie. You mean Jeffrey Jones? Jeffrey Jones, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I always get them mixed up. If only it had been Michael McKean. That was so, great. Come on. It's like, <laughs> look similar. Michael what, McKean could have done it. Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Like, oh, you mean Michael McKean. I do. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It, I was just surprised because, uh, because we line. said Jeffrey Jones a couple times. You're like, Michael McKean. I'm like, yeah, because I'm looking at I was like, Michael McKean's in this movie? I'm looking at the tropes. That's Okay, fair enough. Yeah, do some tropes. All right. Well, there's- Make sure you're talking to the microphone. There's fan disservice. I mean, you know, fan service is a is a good old trope where you're you're making something sexy purely to to titillate the fans, and then when you do that in a bad way, that's fan disservice. Like, and in this example, that's the duck boobs, or a uh, grabby hand job, or the grabby hand job. And can uh, we have that be our term for fan disservice? The grabby hand job. The grabby hand job. <laughs> Well, the grabby. It's I like think, when you see Yoda flipping around and fighting Count Dooku. That's a grabby hand job. No, the grabby. Yeah, the, well, the grabby hand no job. No one wants to see that. Exactly when you're when you're just trying too hard. To yeah. pl- it's like you don't actually respect me, do you? Yeah. You're just trying to get me off quick. That's what. That's all. Grabby you're doing. hand job. <laughs> yeah. Cha-ching. A good a good Troy episode, which okay. It's a Star Trek thing because oh, T R O I. Not T-R- I was like, there was oh, no good episode of Troy, as in Deanna Troy on uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Every time you knew the episode was going to focus on Deanna Troy, you knew it was going to be a lousy episode. <laughs> so there's a trope, yes. I guess, called the Good Troy episode, which there are a couple. As terrible as this film was, the short scene at the unemployment office, oh, like we were talking about, is genuinely an amusing, simple scene that reflects the real satiric wit of Steve Gerber's comic stories. It's funny because that actually, I, I have never just Star Trek. I don't care, um, but it reminds me of a Family Guy joke. Which Family Guy isn't my favorite show, but Family Guy joke. Where at the beginning it's clearly about a, it's about Meg, and it just cuts to Peter like away <laughs> from the entire action at a table, saying to the camera, "Yep, it's a Meg episode," and he just slides the remote towards you on the table. <laughs> no one would blame you. <laughs> Gonna be about Meg. Hurricane of puns. No one would blame you. Like we've already talked about. Hurricane, hurricane of puns. Of puns. Yeah. And, and, What's uh, another movie that has a hurricane of puns? Let's let's take a look. On TVTropes.org. On TVTropes.org, the, for the entry on uh, the hurricane of puns, its little comment is, there's so ducking many of them. Uh, nice. Oh, my God. All right. Examples. In let's film. Say, in film. Let's we see. Have... We've got. Oh, Lion King. Zazu's Morning Report. Uh, Austin Powers. I hate Lion that King. song. 
This is the morning, the morning report. report. Yeah, your yeah. favorite film of all time. Probably your your uh, your candidate for your one indefensible movie. Wild Wild West. There you go. Mm. No, it's well, I don't know, man. I did down in front for that. Now I don't know. <laughs> it was down in front and not Plinkett that got me off of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. She keeps she keeps calling him Ducky. Like she keeps defending him. Like don't d- that's condescend like, that's him. Like don't the most racist him. thing you could say. And he's so yeah. you look like a yeah. duck. I love you, Blackie. Yeah. <laughs> I really care Chewy. about you, Jewy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jewy, get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you can come too. You Chink. think that was said at Auschwitz? <laughs> you can come too, Chinky. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. By the way, I just finished reading a book, which yeah. I, just, I just love the fact that it's not even a, that great of a book. I just love the fact that it exists. Oh, it's called, in the chat room says, uh, let's pick some ice. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dead funny. Oh, humor God, in Hitler's yeah. Germany. Which uh, just, I, 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 I love I, the fact I want, that somebody, I want to pick that up. somebody, I'll, I'll let you, gonna, I'll let you borrow it. Great. I'm going to have to look at, put a little note right there because I'm like, <laughs> as soon as you said the title, Boom. done. Done. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading that. I'm, I'm totally reading that. But, uh. Yeah, I wish there was more stuff like at the the unemployment office where it's like yeah. where they're having argument, or you could have a thing where it's like you know, complete, oh you're just you're just dismissing me because I'm a duck. It's like I don't care that you're a duck. The problem is you're an asshole. You know. <laughs> Technically, it'd be a clue. You know, right someone right. should take that shot where he says, "We have no right to tamper with the universe." And play it back for George Lucas. I love that he was just standing. There. Let's take some of George Lucas's interviews and play them back for George Dude, Lucas. Did you see that thing yeah. that just came out? The but Congress the quote. Thing? I, I love yeah. that. But I love that guy. The idea that he was standing there by the door, waiting for someone to open it, <laughs> so he could scream, "My eyes, my eyes! We yeah. have no right to tamper with the universe." Okay. Serious question. No jokes. Take it seriously. No ducking way. What was George Lucas thinking? Do you think Where he was a fan of Howard the Duck and he thought everyone would like it too? Do you think he thought this would tap into something they liked? What do you think he thought this was going to be? Do you I, think he thought it was going to be just, oh, this is like comedy, so it'll be a comedy? I can see. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is like comedy. I <laughs> well, if it, at it looks it sideways and walks and sounds time. and talks like a duck. Uh, yeah, well, you broke your own rule. You said no joke. Um, <laughs> but, uh, God damn it. But that was a good one, actually. Thank when you. are you going to get the opportunity, really, uh, to have a good duck <laughs> pun like that? Um if if the if the comic uh, and and according to to wikipedia if the comic the tone of it is like that unemployment office scene right then i can see him going this would be a great fun movie this a would t- be- it's a touching story about a a toy about a a character that people will like cuz he's a cute little duck right and then, I, and then, at which point did he give him cigars? And but the, well, well the cig- cigar, cigar had, is part of the. He always comic. had the cigar. But then, but then, I mean, part of the problem was you. You read about it. There was always this. There was always this clash going on um, in in between the creator's original idea of what Howard was and most people not really getting it, right? And turning him into more of a cartoon and stuff like that. And he, I think I think that's I think that's the key issue is they probably saw the original work and said, yeah, this is really. This is some really dark, but some really good humor. But it also has a duck, so it'll appeal to the kids. It'll be a great right. kids movie. And then everything that came after that was trying to to fight these two worlds. And right. you can very much see it on the screen. I think it should have gone straight for nope. Leave the kids at home. It's yeah. not like that. But but also, I mean, uh, in in the Wikipedia, it's like other people when they came on because comics, you know, other people write for them and stuff. People would turn him into more cartoony and stuff like that. And the creator says, 
it's not that's not how it is. Like right. in a Wiley Coyote cartoon, he gets flattened by the anvil and then he stands up like an accordion and walks away and in the next scene he's fine. If that happened to Howard, he would be dead. And that's it cuz he is a flesh and blood creature. He's not a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing uh, w- when it came to like the tone of it and stuff. He's like the idea of Howard the Duck is that it's exist it's an existential comic. It's it's this thing about we're, we don't make jokes. The joke is there's no joke. Just everything is, is fucked up and weird, and whether it's a duck or a person, it's like that's dinosaur the way comics. It is. Yeah, it's like dinosaur comics or um, one, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite uh, online comics is Garfield minus Garfield. Yes. Where yes. it's yeah. where it's yes. that's, that's it very clever. It's well, Gar- that if people haven't heard about it, it's that a Garfield. Com- hey, go ahead. Before we, yeah. I will say that at least one aspect of duck uh, of biology makes more sense than human biology. We've already seen that wi- female ducks have nipples, but we just saw Howard without a shirt on, and he doesn't have nipples. Uh-huh. Why do men have nipples? There's no reason for us to have. The nipples. bigger question is why do why do um, creatures evolved down an avian line have mammary glands? That's the real question. <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, uh, Garfield minus Garfield is a. Uh, was the weirdest was anyway a, ever. That yeah. was the worst line. And that was the worst pun they just did. What? Book him, Ducko. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Garfield minus Garfield. Is, uh, mother ducker. Someone takes the Garfield comics, generally with John, the the ones with John Arbuckle in them. Um, you know, because because Garfield's always saying, you know, it's really weird around the house today, and then John does something crazy, and then whatever, and then they just photoshop Photoshop Garfield out, Photoshop out Garfield, Photoshop out everything he says, so all you get are John being crazy. Or just talking, and, to, and himself, talking to himself, or yeah. or reaction shots to nothing, <laughs> right? And it is the most amazing comic. It's really quite because, something. Because it's, again, it's devastating and sad, yeah, yeah. and weird. Because again, kind of works. There are no, there are no punchlines. <laughs> but it's so it's a portrait. Off the wall. It's just like it three works. panels of him standing there, and then. The third panel of him saying, "What am I doing with my life?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah. Or it'll or it'll be the reverse. It'll be a panel of him sitting there. What am I doing with my life? And then two, two panels, panels of him just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's what. Because there's no Garfield retort. Have you guys you, seen the uh, the Photoshop someone did of a Calvin and Hobbes strip, where it's Calvin sitting at a desk and Hobbes walks up and yes. Calvin's working on homework, and Hobbes say, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm working on homework. This has to be done by Tuesday." He's like, "Well, that's not very much like you." And Calvin says, "My mom says the pills are working." And yeah. in the next frame, it's just Calvin working next to a stuffed Hobbs. Yeah, it's the most depressing <laughs> yeah. thing was, and wow. I've, and I've, I've ever seen in my life. As a as a as a thought experiment, and I've talked to you about this before. As a thought experiment, I was like, "What? How would you? How do would you do the movie? A, a Calvin and Hobbes movie?" And that mm. was before I saw that comic. That was exactly what it is. I'm like, in the second act, Calvin goes on Prozac and he can't see Hobbes anymore, and he can't imagine uh, his world. And and the going into the third act, his mom would be like this is fucked up and that's not calvin and gets rid of the pills and then his imagination i was talking to hanel about this I, I i discovered what would probably be the the way to get the most internet infamous fastest is put together an extremely plausible not a fan film an extremely plausible trailer for the coming calvin and Hobbes film mm. just say and it's coming out and it, like put a lionsgate logo on it and everything <laughs> Of and fucking just make no, the an, most plausible an logo. and and you know and don't don't have it be neither of those are have tiger, it be tiger. like <laughs> not the the movie the Calvin and Hobbes trailer you, you watch it and go oh my god they're gonna do it it's gonna be exactly I can't believe they're the, threading the needle this way have it be they're trying and they're gonna fuck it up the, the battleship the trailer for that of, movie the battleship version and of just Calvin make and it and make it look as official as possible I guarantee you the entire internet will light up like a firecracker oh yeah. Yeah. Every fucking IO9. I'm pissed off just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. 
Reddit and 4chan would just implode on themselves. Oh, fantastic. So, look, we killed uh, seven minutes, and we're still only an hour into this. Jesus. Yeah, and he, uh, I mean, right here, he's, it, it, it turns into the way he describes what's happening to him. I'm like, that's pure, like, H.P. Lovecraft, what he's saying yeah, right now. Because this alien creature has been implanted and is basically consuming him yeah, from the inside. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's describing Which, what it feels like, and it's a little bit the thing, because that's what the thing does as well. And it's, it's... Or kind invasion of, of the body snatchers. Yeah, and it's kind of... It's interesting how terrifying the description is. It's But it's going by in this silly car chase and stuff, so you don't realize it. But I'm like, you could... Like, this, again, is almost... You could, you could make this movie where it's basically Hellboy, but he's a duck. Like, Because yeah. th- that's basically what the second half of this movie yeah, essentially becomes. Yeah. It's true. I mean, that was always that was always the tagline of the comic: trapped in a world he never made. I mean, that was that was what the comic was kind of you know the gist. And <laughs> apparently, a lot of the early comics were him fighting monsters. They were like horror comics, where he's a duck. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, why not? You know, it's one of those sort of you know superhero, what the fuck comics. You know, like Flaming Carrot or you know Reed Fleming World's Toughest Milkman, where it's just like, what's the just the weirdest doofiest idea we can do? Howard the Duck. I love it. You know, All right. That's great. That's, run Have it ready by tomorrow. Yeah, do something with that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, is it any really, is it any more ridiculous than an alien that happens to look exactly like us, but has all these superpowers based on the separate, different composition of our sun? Yeah, don't, don't get me started on Not that really. bullshit. Now, this is an extended wacky scene of driving a lot. And yeah. going over yeah, things just, and then and down things. See, what they're doing is they're driving and they're hitting things as they drive. Because that's funny when things are destroyed and f- at length. Yeah, really, that scene just goes on and on. And then this diner scene is literally like 10 to 15 minutes long. Yeah. I didn't clock oh it exactly. God, really? But it's a really long scene, and it just goes nowhere. Well, as you said, the, it, right at the top, this movie could have really benefited from you know losing about 20 fucking minutes at least out of it. Here's, here's actually the, the moment where I was like, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this movie somehow still had a shark to jump, and it just did it. <laughs> when Jeffrey Jones starts doing the crazy voice, I love and his the crazy, crazy look. Voice. No, yeah. but it's like, and, and he has one of the best lines in the diner. I love the diner sequence solely for the one line the, where, where you hardly aren't you, you going to get up and do something? She took my eggs. Yeah, I like that one. Cajun there's sushi. two lines. There's two. Li- there's two really great lines that he has. There's uh, she took my eggs, and then there's a line where she's she's talking about you know we have to help Howard or or you know he's a good person and he goes you hardly know him. I was like yes. whoa, yes. <laughs> the demon called it out. That's the amazing. demon just called you a whore. Yeah. <laughs> so this is see it's a Cajun sushi restaurant. It's that's funny. I'm sh- I feel like. Things different, but then put together is funny. But I feel like that came from the comics. I feel like that's the yeah. kind of thing where there there is a whole backstory where they just are desperately trying to stay open, you know what so I, they're trying new things. You know what I would love to see what actually might work brilliantly or fail miserably? I would love to see Quentin Tarantino do Howard the Duck. Ooh. Because I think <laughs> he could, could pull it way, off. Yeah. Because or Robert Rodriguez. Or Robert, would... Well, I mean, just in the sense that, as we talked about in the Kill Bill commentaries, he's he just has this, like, he doesn't give a shit about your suspension mm-hmm. of disbelief, but still somehow pulls that off right. by throwing all of this crazy different genre crap together and all of these weird, ridiculous, random things that don't have any business being in reality mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, and but making you buy it. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I do, even though the scene goes on too long and it, it just doesn't make any sense, I do love the beginning here. Where, where <laughs> in he's, the chat room, Dodson says, you wouldn't see Howard for the whole first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he turned in, he... he 
he's turned into this space demon who's just who has nothing to say except I'm going to destroy the world. And he just casually walks into the diner with them and sits down <laughs> yeah. for dinner. He's like, I'm going to destroy everything, but like not now. I'm just I got I'm yeah. hungry. See, there's you know? a, there's and fire the missiles. That's a tightening that this movie could have used. It's like. You know, they drove for five minutes with him going, something's gnawing away at me inside. I'm in intense pain. We should probably, we should probably stop then. Yeah. You know, and then they go into the diner. He's like, yeah, it's really hurting now. And, it, and he turns into the overlord at the diner. I mean, you could truncate yeah. that and lose five minutes. Yeah. And the movie would move along a lot yeah. faster. But I, like, but I, because that would be a fun transition. It's like, okay, he's got some coffee. He's going to, oh, fuck. You know, yeah. and then he turns into this. Maybe the coffee did it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, but I do love the idea that the overlord is, is like, I got time. I'm not in any rush. I can hang out for a bit, you know, before getting about my business. <laughs> it's like, you know... <laughs> what is this the, coffee? The countdown clock. You should always have a clock counting down towards doom for a good drama. What if you had extra time on that clock? That's I mean, that, best, that's a great... That's the best acting Leah Thompson has done in this movie yet. She just laughed at that joke, and I believe she was laughing. <laughs> what is that, a suburb of Cleveland? <laughs> God damn it, Leah. Why didn't you get an Oscar for that? And it, for that and, laugh and for the panties. And again, it's... <laughs> There's like the the weirdness of of Howard's being like this guy's acting really crazy and he's making up some shit. You're a duck from space. Why don't you believe him? <laughs> yeah. There's. How did you watch this entire movie as a child? It's so long. That I is, that didn't is have a lot thing, to yeah. do as a kid. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I wasn't busy working the next morning. Yeah. Or yeah. It's not like I was doing my homework or something. Clearly not. Clearly. I mean, why would I be here if I actually did it? I am sometimes amazed by um, the child's by, ability by, to just watch shit. To just watch a movie and be like, I, yeah. I can't believe that's holding your attention because you can't be understanding what's going on. I, looking back, I'm like, I'm not sure how I how I used to sit through Ghostbusters because it's not like super actiony, and I can't have been understanding the jokes. Yet something about it just you just like Bill Murray's face. Me, I guess so. There's, yeah, there's something. I mean, because I also thought Caddyshack was funny mainly for him. And the gopher. And the gopher, yeah. And a little... There's something about it. Uh... Kenny Loggins wrote some fucking great songs, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk what? about that. Seriously? No. You say what you were going to say. Uh, we'll come back to that later we, if we, we need to. Because we're not... <laughs> got that in our back pocket. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll keep that off to the side there. Yeah. Because we're not born with any kind of innate understanding of film language. It's not any instinctual thing. Like, oh, if you watch this picture for a couple of seconds and then this picture comes after it and they're related in this specific way of... You know, you're looking at that person talk, and then you're looking at this person talk. Oh, they're talking to each other. That basic mental equation that we do is not hardwired into our brain at all. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely, with a few movies that I had growing up, I I remember the process of watching them over and over again and understanding them more bit by bit. Like, Back to the Future was very much that way for me. It was like, I watched, I had no, literally, I was not reading the film language. It was just... Moving, yeah. moving things, moving. Just sound and color. Sound and color. Yeah. And then over over time, over several years, watching it over and over again to the point where we wore out the videotape, uh-huh. understanding the film language within a scene and then ultimately of, of plot, of going, oh, okay, he did that thing 30 minutes ago, so this thing happens now, is you right. know, that, that kind of process. Yeah. My, my niece is two years old. She just saw Wizard of Oz, and apparently wow. when she... So the, the, it's interesting because she understood... Like I, I don't know. Somehow she understood the you know the black and white. She, I'm watching a movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like she she watches she's watched Snow White and Nightmare Before Christmas. She loves and, and stuff like that. 
And uh, so apparently she accepted it. And when it turned, when they got to Oz and it turned into color, she like lost her mind. <laughs> she was so excited. She's like, "Mama, the colors, the colors are here!" <laughs> and like, it's like, okay. But she was excited. She I, was have like, memory, I have a memory. I have a memory like that. Watching, um, I have a friend who is. Uh, I have a friend who is a girl, and she is like the like a Britney Spears fan, or she was when I, you know, one of those kind of not of 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 no indie persuasion whatsoever, right? And um, I remember watching Empire Strikes Back with her when we were both six or seven. And we were watching the scene where, uh, like, like later the scene where Vader is a dick would be made out of that scene where he's coming out of the, his little hole, his little ball. And the, um, the hat comes on and she, like, runs into the kitchen. Mommy, I just saw Darth Vader's head. <laughs> I have that in my memory. Wow, and I don't you know understood that. that. Good work. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't think I understood that the first time yeah. I saw Empire Strikes Back. But she was like, oh my god, mom, check this out. You, you missed it. Darth Vader's head was here. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's not. But you weren't here when yeah. it was. We can't go back. Yeah, the, the concept <laughs> of like, it was just here. It was right there. You, we were, if you were in the kitchen, you, you didn't see it. Yeah, so... Uh, and we're, he's still spinning. The Dark Overlord is going to destroy the universe. Uh, what better time to she have a slapstick redneck scene in the house of Cajun Sushi? Yeah, the whole aspect where they just that feels like another relic of <coughs> of the darker tone where they decide they're going to eat him. Right. What if they yeah. discord this scene with House of the Rising Sun? What happens then? Yeah. <laughs> or the Benny Hill theme. Well, well no, like a totally different thing. <laughs> there is a house in New Orleans. Let no, you're ruffling my feathers. Let it go, Howard. Let it go. But there's you're there's, about to die, Howard. Yeah. Get some perspective. There's there's really <laughs> almost a, a again. It's like right on the cusp of working because you've got. Because, like you said, you've got the Dark Overlord who's going to destroy the world. He's he, you know, he's sweating and weird and openly saying, "I will destroy you all." <laughs> and everyone's like, "That guy looks like a duck. That's weird." <laughs> it's like that's yeah. that's one way you could go. With <laughs> that it. is, I mean, that's funny. And I, actually, actually, that was like a moment that kind of worked too, where she goes, "Stop! You can't." He's my boyfriend. Everyone goes, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that that's weird. I mean, that was that was also like. They had like little glimmers of what this. Might Wait, well, it goes back to what you were saying. Like it's just having everybody's priorities wrong. Have her going. He's the overlord. He says yeah. he's going to wreck everything. Yeah. But they're, but they only take attention when look, it's what, a duck. Oh, you had sex with a duck. <gasps> yeah, that's that's what calls everybody's attention over. There we go. You hardly know yeah, him. You hardly Mike, know him. well said. That's, <laughs> that's, well, that's an know, excellent point. You don't get to be Dark Overlord like overnight. I yeah. mean, you have to know shit. You have to be good with people and read the situation properly. But so. then but then it gets weird because the Dark Overlord saves Howard? Be, uh, well, she she then, gives the reason. Uh, they're making fun of you. That's, his re- that's her reason. Yeah, he already blew up something and his eyes lit up. Ten minutes ago, and now she's scared of him. Yeah, he 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 destroyed ketchup. You should understand the power that he wields. Here we go. But yeah. he, old school rotoscoping. He saves he saves Howard and has Howard bring over the key from the guy. But then, like he's Howard's enemy. I guess I don't know. I guess he to an extent he's kind of like I'm not really concerned about Howard either way. <laughs> he can help or get he can get in my way or or not. And okay, whatever. so structurally maybe the movie doesn't work so well. Yeah, as yeah I, I know, was defending the earlier. first the first chink in the armor here, pretty much. Yeah, I'm not talking. I mean, about other, the guy with the cleaver. Other, I mean, otherwise though, a really flawless film. Oh my yeah. God, Trey! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just skate right by. Yeah, no one was even gonna pick it up. <laughs> 
Did the lightning... He was in a hat, by the way, not armor. Did the lightning guy work on <laughs> oh, this movie? So my, my pun was not perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Did the lightning guy work on this movie? The guy who did the lightning in Jedi? I, I, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it's I'm, good looking. I immediately am thinking like, uh, John Van Vliet, is this? It might well have been. Probably. I mean, in the credits. ILM was, uh, this was an ILM show-off movie, so. Yeah. Jesus, we're still in this fucking diner. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And everyone's just like still sort of standing around and like, oh, he's blowing fireballs out of his eyes. We better stand around some more and make, make puns. Yeah. This is, I mean, uh, Jeffrey Jones here. Um, this is another moment where he's like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones and Leah Thompson. I mean, you know, you have to know there had to be that moment in the trailer like, oh, God, I hope this works. You know, I'm going to I'm going to totally commit to this thing because you can't not. I mean, you have to as an actor, if you if you go into, you know, trying to. OK, so let me get this straight. I have to be like the evil overlord and I've got and I get and fireballs and I have to stand here and fireballs. You're not going to make me look like a d- dick, are you? I mean, right. I mean, that's the, that's the actor director contract. I'll yeah. do this. But you better promise me this movie isn't fucking stupid. Right. Because because uh, for all they knew. For all they knew, they were making Galaxy Quest. Exactly. They're like, this is stupid, but it might or come back together. back to the future again. Or like I said, it, it, it often goes the other way. I mean, the people who made Galaxy Quest didn't think they were making Galaxy Quest. They were like, wow, oh, God. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, this movie it, isn't going to work at all. They, they, they couldn't know. You, you've got to be like, even if you're on a movie where you're like, this isn't going to work. I'm pretty sure this isn't going to work. If you're, especially if you're, if you're the actor, it's like, all right, you have, you have exactly, you, you can only really do a couple of things. Number one, you can like, if if you realize it's this kind <coughs> kind of movie, you can like ham it up so at least it looks like you're having fun. You can just phone it in. But the thing is, if it's a bad movie, then you look like an asshole. If it's a bad movie and you phone it in, then it's like, why were you even there? Why did you Why did you right. do it? And if it turns out to be a good movie and you're phoning it in, you're bringing down the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like your best option is to give it your best fucking shot. Yeah. If it's a bad movie, at least everyone looks at you and goes, he fucking tries. He was, he he and sometimes, if it's a bad movie and you run away with it. People like you more, right? Yeah. Stanley Tucci in the core. Yeah, yeah. and it's a, and and if it's a good movie, then you didn't ruin it because you brought your A game. So Plan C, restart the core <laughs> somehow. <laughs> we're gonna take this ship. We're gonna turn it around. We're gonna take it back up. You may have nothing to live for. You may have nothing to live for. But I have something to live for. You're a bunch of suicidal morons. <laughs> I can't believe I'm stuck on this floating septic tank with you lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> the full Tucci, ladies or and gentlemen. Or as the chat room Dodson says, the Nick Cage principle. <laughs> yeah. There's a. I don't know if you Somehow. guys ever saw. I don't know if you guys ever saw Matchstick Men. It was one of the last. <laughs> I did movies Love that yes. Nick Cage kind of tried on. Ridley but Scott there's this wonderful moment. Sam Rockwell's in it, and uh, Lowen, not Lowen, Sam, SF, whatever. I'll get to yeah. it later. Chick. Allison Lowen. Allison, yeah, something like that. Not Lindsay Lowen. Allison, something like that. And um, there's this one moment, man. There's this moment where Nick Cage. Is a drug dependent person, and he goes into the pharmacy because he's out of drugs, and he just sort of steps in front of the line at the pharmacy. And the guy's like, You have to get behind the line. And the guy's behind him is like, Hey, you ever heard a line? And Nick Cage turns around and goes, Hey, you ever been dragged out to the sidewalk until you pissed blood? It's like, That was the best moment ever. Where he's like, He just stops. He's like, Ever been dragged out to the sidewalk until you beat? Beat? Pissed blood! It's about to explode. It's like Nick Cage has reached critical mass. <laughs> it is Nick Seriously, ser- go to you will it's thank big- me like a motherfucker. Go to YouTube, type in Nick. Remember, no K, just N I C. Nick Cage, pissed blood. <laughs> thank me. Whatever later. video you get from that's going to be gold. 
It's going to be fantastic. Oh. And it should be like Two Girls, One Cup where you show people that yeah. and film them. <laughs> where they're just kind of going like this. <laughs> what? But Matchstick Man is a good movie anyway. You should watch, I like you should Matchstick watch the Man, entire yeah. movie. It's actually quite good. By the way, Jeffrey Jones, he, uh, his Dark Overlord transformation, like most transformations are like, yeah, we got the Overlord stage one, stage two. Every time it comes back to him in a cutaway, he's at another he's stage. Another one, they've, yeah. they've had to, there's like st- a million stages of Dark Overlord makeup. Just, he, he has a nice, uh, a lot like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in uh, in Men in Black, where you really see a, a, a progression over the, over the time. Oh, this is the worst puppet ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Suddenly, not so much. And, yeah, it's just an indication of, uh, you know, how many ways you can make a movie cost more. I don't think that looks bad. It's, it could, it could it have been much worse. It works, yeah. yeah. Now, that's, there's, there's, there's where Jeffrey Jones is going, okay, really? This is what I'm doing? <laughs> how long do I have to hold this fucking rubber snake in my mouth? And I have to do that with uh, yeah. a buddy of mine is a painter. Reminds me how Remember I started Jeffrey, this business. you're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> a buddy of mine is a painter, illustrator that uh, some people know about. Um, his name is Alex Pardee. Uh, he does all the used album work, and he does a bunch of stuff on Sucker Punch, too, design work and the logo and stuff like that. We did a music video for our friend Cage, who's a rapper, and at one point he explodes into tentacle monsters. Like, it was supposed to be this whole John Carpenter thing where the song's about how much he hates the club scene, and he goes into the club, and he just gets so pissed that he explodes into a monster and kills everyone. And it was this really simple, funny premise, and we did it, and it was cool. Uh, but at one point, like, the, our, our buddy is Alex, and we thought we'd do a cool cameo thing where one of the tentacles just goes, boom, right through his head. So it was in his mouth, Right. So we're doing it. We had pro- we had te- uh, uh, a practical tentacle for this shot, and the rest of them were like CG ones that I made. And the uh, this scene, we were going to do it backwards because you know the idea is that the tentacle hits his head and slams him back into the wall, and it goes through his head, right? So we started with him against the wall with it in his mouth, and we we're going to pull it out and have him lean forward at the same time, roll it backwards, and you get your effect, right? But we spent like ten or fifteen takes <laughs> just kind of sliding in and out of his mouth, like between his teeth, just a little, you like that, Alex? Just, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of going in and out of his mouth, back and forth. He's like, guys, this is serious. <laughs> this is my art. <laughs> this is my art. It, didn't are, it was just funny because I got to, these are the moments, yeah. I got to have... force a giant tentacle dick into Alex's mouth repeatedly. And you're, well, what you do on your own time. Which reminds me rather of our Lord Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> yes. But then what did you do for the music video? Mm-hmm. Why, <laughs> with the, uh, that's well, our Brian. I'm pretty sure we've progressed to the parking lot of the diner, haven't we? Yes, yes we <laughs> <Okay>. finally. <laughs> no one will be admitted <laughs> during the parking lot sequence. We've actually gotten out of the diner to the diner parking yeah, lot. We're about to get finally to the ultralight sequence, which oh. will take us another 15 oh minutes. Oh my god. Because ducks can fly in some goddamn. I remember even last time I watched this movie, which was 20 years ago, um, just going, Jesus Christ, they. This freaking, did they buy stock in an ultralight company? Yeah. Or what, it was, good God. Slipstream, dude. I'm telling you. Watch well, he, Slipstream. He, he, if I you want to see Luke Skywalker flying around with the with the guy that uh, that killed raptors in Jurassic Park, where, where else to go? That's it. That's the only place you can go to see that. Directed by the guy who directed Tron. Suck the 80s dick. Starring Hagrid. <clears throat> You're welcome. Wow. That movie sounds awesome, doesn't it? I feel like you made that up just now. No. Yeah. Fucking nope. Robbie Coltrane, the uh, Muldoon, Mark Hamill, Mark, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. Wow. <laughs> fly in ultralights in a desolate apocalyptic future. Yeah. Where, where ultralights are the only form of transportation left. Not, Not quite as good as Solar Babies, which no. is the road warrior on inline oh, rollerblades. Yeah. Solar Babies, yeah. <laughs> which I just want to go, Solar Babies, yeah. they'll do the same for <laughs> I, I, you. <laughs> again, just a quiet kind of... It, I, I almost feel like it's not a gag. They just they just did it because they weren't thinking about it. But I'm like, she, Leah Thompson is stuck in this the cab of a of a semi 
with a dark overlord of the universe taking over some other guy's body, and she takes a nap. Yeah. She just falls asleep on the dashboard because she's like, whatever, I'm tired. It's like it was the you, 80s. Are, you are failing to appreciate the severity of your situation. <laughs> yeah. And the movie just kind of passes over that. It's like, of course she'd sleep. It's, yeah, it's morning. It's, well, it's, a, long, it's a long drive, Mike. You need yeah. to sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, but I think it's a nice touch of really grounded realism yeah. i mean once once he's you know ejected his tentacle tongue and stuck it into the 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 lighting socket i mean you know what, what else is there really to see i mean it's at that point you can afford to take a nap I think. <laughs> although this is probably my favorite line it's a terrible duck joke but where he, he's he's basically protesting through the whole like flying away in the ultralight thing and his justification is, if God had wanted us to fly, that's, he wouldn't have taken away our wings. That is, that is. I was going to say, that's that's one of the, again, that's the, the little glimmer of the satirical, yeah. what this movie was kind of based on. This whole idea of, I, hmm. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. oh, that is kind of an interesting counter-argument, isn't it, I guess. That, it's just as stupid as when we make it. Yeah. Some, there is some, I will say, that the uh, the complexity of the ultralight flying is like, okay, so... There's a guy flying an ultralight with a duck dummy in front of him, and he's doing some, you know, some serious flying. <laughs> There's some serious ultralight going on here. Uh, apparently, according to to uh, behind the scenes stuff, a lot of it was Tim Robbins and the poor dude in the duck suit having to fly that, which is why it's always going. What? And that I I do not believe that would be true. I don't think that a person in that <laughs> you're saying that a little person with a duck head on. <laughs> And, and remote the control actor are flying an ultralight doing stunts. I don't think there's any, even in the coked out 80s, we would not have been <laughs> Well, doing in Independence that. Day, Randy Quaid really flew a biplane into a spaceship. He totally, that's true, because, but that's because he wanted to do it. And he's a qualified biplane suicide bomber. Uh, because on, that's totally different. On Randy Quaid's resume at the bottom, it clearly states biplane flying. So mm. on, <laughs> under special skills. Horse riding? Horse riding, guitar. You know, for years people kept saying, why do you have that there? Goes, Car it's driving. Gonna, it's going to pay off at some point. <laughs> Horseback riding, fencing, swimming. Yeah. All right, so we've gone for like we've, we're really tapping every '80s movie because now we're in the sets from like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Shrun and War Games. <laughs> Dark Overlords don't tie knots very well, that's for sure. Well, Damn he's busy. It. He's got shit to do. He's got a lot on his mind. You like got him, uh, you guys. We, we're kind of we're kind of signed up for another thirty minutes of down in front. You want to talk about something else? Like we're gotta, we got to be here anyway. Well, you had something in your pocket. Pull that out. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get. I mean, we're gonna get to. There's 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 continuity errors in the in the ultralight. <laughs> yeah, there, there actually was is a big one that distracted me so much that I felt completely turned around and I was like I don't I I'm having trouble following this now. Bye Jeffrey, thanks for being in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a picture wrap. That's on a picture wrap on Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, Jones and yeah. potentially career wrap as well. I just want to go. He like made this. it out alive Boom. somehow. Yeah. Well, until he was. Uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah go there. I, I worked with him on a TV pilot uh, called "The People Next Door." Is he tall? He looks tall. He's a very tall man, and he was very nice, very professional. And uh, he, at that point, he had just come off uh, Beetlejuice not that long before, and uh, it was kind of a horror movie, kind of a comedy TV horror, you know, kind of a monsters kind of in tone. The people next door were like these creepy monster people, and and then we had to do this thing where we had to turn him into a fly. We had to put his fl- his hand on a fly's body, and so we had a neck thing we had to put on him, and we're explaining it all to him. And uh, I said something about something, and I made a reference to Beetlejuice, and he kind of gave me this look like, eh, yeah, 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 you were in that, yeah, we know. Okay, <laughs> he's a nice guy. Dork man, say something. I was gonna say there's a there was this scene that said like braids crafts draperies, a, a sign that he flew pla- past that's really like prominent and and really. 
it's stuck in my mind, and he's about to fly past it in the other direction. So they just basically flew up and down this one street <laughs> to get all their <laughs> yeah. footage, and you nice. can tell because he's about to pass back wow. the other way. I will say, uh, I think, I think, right there, probably boom. what you're referring to is that yeah, they're, they're, they're going up and down the street. Well, Teen, Teen Wolf prominent. surfs the van up and down my my block in Tahunga multiple times. Um, they just landed an ultralight on a truck. Yeah. Now on, I will say, screen. I think uh, possibly what you're referring to, Mike. I, I think there's, I'm surely there's a rig. That they're swinging the actual actors around wow. on. I just don't think they're flying a fucking ultralight. You know that. I Although don't think whoever's doing. flying it is doing. Oh yeah, amazing that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like there's it, a shot early, right. Well, not there, but it comes down hard. Yeah. and then takes off again. That's the beauty of an ultralight. <laughs> you can, you know, it's. A I'm going to go out and say demon. it. I'm just going to say it. I think the most badass things ever done by the human race were done in ultralights. And by the way, as we see credited uh, later on... I was kidding. No one take that seriously. No, as, as we see credited later on, a, the the ultralight sequence designer, in other words, he basically directed it, directed it but we're not going to say that, was Joe Johnston. That's right. Oh. No fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was an art... He was, you know, Joe Johnston, I know that name ever since Star Wars. He was an art director and did a lot of design work. And, and most and recently I, did Captain America for those right. playing the home game. Quite good director. I, the Rocketeer, one of my favorite movies. Rocketeer is a great film. And also Jurassic Park 3. But, you know. Sometimes you just got to pay the mortgage. Yeah. Which I'm sure pay the mortgage pretty darn well. Oh, yeah. Uh, he probably hasn't seen Jurassic Park 3, but he has seen seen The House It Built. <laughs> and, and it's, it's very nice. Rocketeer, Rocketeer, great movie. Not a hit. Yeah. Maybe some tropes would help us. Okay. Find some tropes. Well, or pull up another app. Whatever. There's a, is there a TV <laughs> Tropes app? There should be an app. Uh, I don't think there is. Because well, the website, I have, sometimes I have trouble finding stuff on the website. There's a uh, old shame. George you mean Lucas like we have an app that's so awesome after its completion? Our app is okay. We have an Android app. We do not have an iPad or an iPhone app. That's because the SDK doesn't. Uh, never mind. I don't care. It's a thing. I want an app. Uh, let's see. I Wait, want an app. What is Puny Earthlings? Uh, Read it in a British accent. Humanity is just plain less cool than the other sapient peoples of the universe. By any standard one cares to choose. By any Why standard, did I have one... you do the Stephen Fry thing for Hitchhiker's Guide? You have an all right Stephen Fry impression. Well, thank you. Do it lower. By any by any standard one cares to choose, aliens of any type are greater than or equal to humanity, with the occasional weak point, often due to their bizarre alien biology. This makes sense in the case of aliens landing on Earth. You have to be pretty self-assured in your own abilities to risk landing on a rock dominated by near-hairless apes with nuclear weapons. One would assume that a weaker alien, at least one without massively compensatory technology, would just keep right on flying and go land on a planet full of Smurfs. I think it's compensatory. Com- how would say? Compensatory. Compensatory. Yeah. Yeah. Compensatory, compensatory with the aluminium in terms of Special the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> schedule. But, but only for the lieutenant. With some herbs. <laughs> herbs. <laughs> Seriously. The one, I, the one where they reverse it. Where yeah. you, you would think they'd be like, herbs. herbs. But no, no. We say herbs. herbs and then herbs. I, uh, you know, Admittedly, I get herbs her- is kind of fucking pretentious. That we say herbs is kind yeah. of annoying. I get, I get herbs and spices. Stressing different vowels or making a long vowel or a short vowel or whatever. That's fine. But lieutenant has no F in it. That that is the one that just boggles my mind. You just want to ask them what the f, what the f, tenant. Or I, and if I, I went were to the bathroom and now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. What we lost we, all of our we, we we troned out basically and now yeah. we're looking at tropes. Okay, we're troping. We'll get we'll get back to it once the ultralight sequence is over. I keep I saying which, that, but which, I don't believe you. Which, we, we do need to figure out why Leah Thompson is still sitting in the fucking truck. I mean, they were yeah. parked. 
They were parked, and he was blowing up people and well, blowing red. And you know, is the door? Well, locked? she in her in her defense, she was tied up for a while, right. which I'm completely okay with. And yeah. We, and, yeah, that's fine. And we also kind of glossed over it. He blew up a whole line of cars. They've been crashing cars like crazy in this ultralight sequence. They spent so much money on they this really movie did. on very and, unfunny filler. Yeah, you don't do a loop de loop in an ultralight. I hate this movie. Especially Whoa. over water. Well, maybe yeah. over water. Well, no, you would stall immediately. There's, well, no, there's no way. He clearly did a loop de loop. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that thing was coming yeah. out from a more than well, vertical it's, turn. wouldn't stall immediately. That's the whole point is that ultralight is so light. You can basically it, flip it over. And the power, and has so much power that it can it can do maneuvers like that. You just, just don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. Like, <laughs> you, would, you would die like a motherfucker. That's the one that yeah. always got me. There's the, the, guy there's the, first, would, there's the first guy who said, I'm pretty sure I can do it. He's a hero. <laughs> There's a. It's, it reminds me of that. Everybody after that is a pussy. Yeah. The show that uh, the air shows. You guys ever go to those back in the day where they would like just shut down like one of the local military airports and they would just do cool flyovers and stuff. Dude, I went to Embry Riddle instead of homecoming instead of a football game. We have an air show. That's pretty cool. That's the awesome. one that always got me. The one that the the, the maneuver that always got me. I've invented a maneuver. A maneuver uh, was when the uh, the airplane. Uh, fucking builds up ahead of momentum and just rockets straight up just straight up going up up, and it's losing its momentum and then it just falls back down on itself and very slowly rotates back around and they they kick it back on again that's the one that i was like there's there's like nine things that could go wrong in that one they do even crazier shit like that at at some of the embryo air shows they i mean guys will basically do that they will put themselves into a flat spin which is the hardest maneuver if you get because you can't do anything you have no control at all you, you have no control in your all the physics that makes the plane fly is like not air moving over the wings air yeah. moving over the wings in the right way for you to actually stay in the air is not happening in a flat spin and you're not getting any ability to control your airplane to to get back out of it there's really badass stunt pilots will intentionally put themselves in that maneuver and then and get get out of it and you just watch them plummet to the earth until they do it's very exciting <laughs> Why don't you have a pilot's license? I never got around to it when I was at Riddle. God, and now it's just too late. It is too late. Well, now I'm just too poor. Um, yeah, it's very expensive to. It is. A, it is ex- an expensive thing to do. But I, I wish I regretted the fact that I didn't make the time. I remember I being to... surprised when I found out how much assessment costs. Though it's not actually that expensive. It's like you know a couple hundred grand. Yeah. But it's not like I would have figured to buy any plane. You're talking four million dollars right off the bat. It's not really. It's like, you know, it's it's a it's a Lamborghini. It's not a fucking house. The Cessnas are not. The Cessnas are little boxes with wings and an engine. Yeah, they're I mean, surprisingly they're, they're not, cheap. They're, they're, it's a little phone booth with I an engine. The and The concept of, of course, you can buy a real cheap, you know, buy used, but the concept of a used airplane. You can actually a buy a, a used helicopters are even cheaper. You can get a used sightseeing helicopter for like 40 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that's not something I would buy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Under no such. Especially, no. why is it used? I, it's. I would why be complete, stop using I would it, be definitely. completely okay with a used Cessna because it's, it's actually really hard to A, stall, and therefore B, crash a Cessna because. If you stall, the way they're designed, they'll just it, it just kind drop. of dips down and then whoop slides yeah. back out of it. And as soon as it, it as soon as it dips, you're out of your stall and you you're build, fine. You build up ahead of steam again and you just glide down. Helicopters <laughs> are, the, are the devil's work. They they yeah. should not fly. They, they shouldn't exist. They're the single most amazing piece of technology. Gentlemen, we have I am ever pleased created. to announce we've arrived at what appears to be the climax of the movie. Then let me say one last thing real quick about helicopters. Did you see that in the World War II they invented a <laughs> you device? You got time. You got time. Don't rush. No, no. Take those. I was just pointing that out. But you got time. World War II. They designed a uh, what they thought would be like. Remember the uh, remember the Stap Troopers from the Phantom Menace, the battle droids that would just stand on this one thing that would hover around. They invented a thing like that with a helicopter blade underneath the platform that you would stand over the hel. 
Are you with me? Are you visualizing this? Like imagine a, a helicopter. Platform. Imagine a helicopter no, I'm, I'm without sorry, the helicopter. Larry Thompson is tied up again. I'm, I'm kind of helicopter without the helicopter. Stand on top of the rotors. Yeah, and a little steering wheel. That's some James Bond. What if right you there? fall? <laughs> Then you deserved it, frankly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's your own damn fault for stepping on that thing. Yeah, exactly. I want to fly that thing. There are pictures oh, you of this totally thing. can. Go ahead. This is I. I, I just, love this gun prop, by the way. It's, it's a great prop. It's totally '80s and cheesy and just huge. Oh, the running lights of yeah. the energy and stuff. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, yeah, it's Jeffrey Jones. He's back. Yeah, but but it's like they have their their you know department of defense or whatever, and you can kick the doors open, and if you do, <laughs> the alarm is disarmed. It's like, oh, well, clearly you were authorized to go yeah, in there. It's sure. like, and they just have a padlock keeping the, the neutron <laughs> the destroyer. Neutron destructor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Jeffrey Jones can just walk in as a dark overlord and, and tie chicks to the machinery. Yeah. And, well, know, that's, that's the be- only reason to be a dark overlord. Overlord. Yeah, to be, to be fair, overlords are wield. Je- non non overlord Jeffrey Jones does work there, so he does have I guess access. That's, yeah, he, he's that's got true. the little key thing yeah. that turns it on. That was there, that Presumably was a whole plot he has... point in the diner was the fucking key. <laughs> that that was seven minutes of the diner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess that was uh, was that my favorite thing with that. By the way, we went past it. Is like the redneck takes the key and puts it in his pocket, and then he gets zapped by the evil overlord, <laughs> and we think he's dead. And then and then Howard's like, "Give me the key." And he does, but he's got this face like, yeah, whatever, here you go. Can I just be out of this movie now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm done now, right? Fucking puppet, get out of my face. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but see, they're all making bank. Everyone's happy to do a movie like this. Everyone's yeah. making money. The puppet's not working again? Bummer. Overtime. Oh, that's too bad. I we're... guess we'll have to come back tomorrow. I guess we're back tomorrow, aren't we? That is a shame. <laughs> all 50 of us in this diner scene that goes on for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to all work for weeks. I just got a text from my dad. That's how much I don't care. Um, check this out. My dad rides bikes. Uh, he's a cyclist. And he does like the hardcore fucking Lance Armstrong riding just for fun. Even though he's in his 50s, he just enjoys that shit. I never will. Uh, he says, uh, just did my last big ride of the year today north of Nashville. 100 miles on a bike, okay? 100 miles. He does those every weekend. Think about that. On a bike. Anyway. 100 miles. Set a new personal best. Three hours and 50 minutes. He rode 100 wow. miles on a bike, averaging in, in, 26 miles an hour. four hours. Nicely wow. done. Jesus. Over I used to, I used to drive from Memphis to Nashville. It tired me out. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine driving 100 miles in a car. I'm not excited. Yeah. yeah. He does that on a bike for fun. He did it in three hours. Wow. That's fucking retarded. Yeah. That is so fast. And he so much more exciting than Howard the episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he could listen to two, two down in front episodes. Or about... We'd probably tire him out, though. He'd yeah, like, that's true. Uh, they're still talking he about... He likes down in front. He'll listen to it occasionally. He's still talking about the diner scene. Yeah. He would lose his will to pedal. Do any of you like your family members? I know Trey said that his mom listens to it sometimes. Yeah. My sister listens to it. My sister tweets about listening to it. Oh, God. Does, although my, my mom did get her pilot's license, so, you know, we're coming back circle there. <laughs> so none of your family would support your down in front thing, but they will fly away. No, although my, my dad will be at the recording tomorrow, probably. Oh, crazy. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Here oh, we my, go. My, I should say my mom listens too. I know that yeah. much. Hi, Brian's I mom. I don't Hi, think. Mom. I actually, I don't know that he listens to it. Maybe he does, and he just doesn't tell me. But <laughs> hi, Dad. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike's dad. For all I know. And Trey's mom. Yep. Jeffrey Jones and and uh, Tim Robbins both going. Okay, we don't look stupid doing this, yeah. right? This is cool. Okay. My favorite one of those is in in Dark City at the climax, where they're basically having the head oh, laser blast, oh, yeah. and they're leaning forward at like a forty five degree mm-hmm. angle into it. And you know, you have the special effects and the sound effects of the, the giant head laser blast going on, 
But obviously that wasn't there on set. You see, my so, problem with Dark City. So was, they're just yeah. leaning 45 degree, you know, and screaming. At 45, and screaming at the top of their lungs. Okay, they actually just did that with the smoking hair. and the, I yeah. mean, why didn't... Why didn't they just put the tweeting birds? Why didn't they yeah. just do the tweeting birds? Just then you would have been like, it. oh, it's one of these movies. Oh, the whole finally time. I understand. It's Roger Rabbit yeah. or something it's, like it's, that. Yeah. It's interesting when it cuts between If the... it's coming out of his mouth, there's no wind behind his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the suction. It's, it's the, it's, uh, it's the overall, overall force of yeah. his yeah. energy. Yeah. 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 Yes. It all ties back into the magic bean. Yeah. No one will be seated it... while the hero sits in a chair and the Wait a heroine Wait lies a on a plate on a table. This movie has at least two magic beans. Wait, yeah. oh, it's, it's, Ma- it's magic quite a few. Right this movie is not. All right, hold on. Okay, hold solid. on. Okay, uh, we'll begin. Well, actually, you could you could cleanly wrap it up into one, which is that there is various life among the universe, not just us, and then everything fits, meh, with various powers. I don't know. Like at least there's an alien, but there's also two. So there's maybe, also the gun. Maybe there's just in. Okay, there's, that's the three. I mean, there's the trans, the neutron gun that brings. The Overlord. Surprisingly, not a magic bean that George Lucas made a decision like this. <laughs> no, that's just plausible. That's in the universe. <laughs> well, I mean, we know we know now that George Lucas is is not good at making movies and has never really been good at making movies. And when he made good movies, that was because people around him were actually making them good. You know what? I've never seen. I've never seen THX one one three eight. I've seen American Graffiti. I've never seen the uh, the feature. THX one one will surprise you. It, it, <laughs> everything you think you know about Lucas, see that movie and go, huh? He was a dark kid cool there's some there's some heavy weird shit in that movie and and not i haven't seen the the new version which oh god forbid i mean you know he tarted that one up too yeah um see the original he added more cloud cars yeah god forbid he did i'm sure he did it's basically it's basically exactly that there's it's uh robert duvall walking around white uh featureless uh hallways for two hours whatever it's a very cheap movie yeah but he in the revised edition, he's basically taking some cutouts of those white oh, featureless walls and, and whole, added oh, cityscapes Jesus to Christ, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. essentially. Yeah. Look at all this fucking work. This is there's a lot a, of work. Look at that wand fight. Exactly. Great stuff. On. Great stuff. Some mega roto happening. Love it. I, that was. I totally recognize that. That was the, that was the that Death, was Death Star explosion. explosion. I saw there it. Is. That's the uh, Death Star explosion. Well, they only had like one or two points. Way to recycle elements. That's great. We're not blowing something else up for this movie. Yeah. Other hire. than yeah, our the, careers, yeah. The one, the one thing we're not going to do is hire Joe back to set off some more bombs. That's yeah. it. we got, we got a great library of explosions. But see, no, it's made it's an homage. They're homaging <laughs> themselves. You, you say it rhymes. They got Viscone, or as the British say, homag. <laughs> <laughs> homage. I'm sorry, it's a homage. <laughs> Homagi. <laughs> we say herb. <laughs> they poor, say homag. They say homag. <laughs> poor Leah Thompson. The first, I love the homags, by the way. The first, I read one of my dad's homags, you know, and it was a big moment in my childhood. Some of my best friends are homags. The <laughs> or homagnon, I believe, is the scientific term. Anyway, the uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't know. I have no idea. Something about oh, something uh, about Leah Thompson. Thompson yeah. Talk about homags. Um, she spent the first half of the movie being kind of at least proactive, sometimes in a creepy way. And the second half of the movie, sitting in a truck and having a nap and being tied to a table. Yeah. It's and really kind of unfortunate. Howard, no! Yeah. It's really kind of unfortunate how her character de- devolved here. And her character never even really had a point, to be honest. No, no. I mean, even in the first half of the movie, it's just like, Howard needs something to do because we haven't – the plot hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, so, so he's going to hang out with this he's guy. He's going to have someone to talk to while he waits for the plot. Yeah, exactly. And Tim Robbins is obviously hopeless at that, so that's not good. 
Okay, I do believe Here we go. we're about to see some Phil Tippett uh, stop motion. Just what the hell. Scared really... the living shit out of me. As it a apparently child. did to me, too. Like I said, I completely wiped this <laughs> section of the movie from my memory. There she goes. Now, now she gets to do something. Now she gets to, like, you know, Run. short skirt action hero girl. Yes, which I support. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for this. There, there you go. go. There Stop is. motion, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it looks a little go motiony. It's got a little go yeah. motion. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely. I think go it probably motion. is go motion. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, I like the personality yeah. that it has, of course, because Tippett. But yeah. it smiles. It frowns. It it. You yeah. know, Does all this stuff. It's very. It's very much a rancor. It's very. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Overlord was in a quality. the Overlord was in a glass case. That when, looks good. Uh, I worked at Tippet, and, and you know you could look at it. And Trey, like, can you explain for the kiddies what the difference is between stop and go motion, and why uh, go motion was later? Nah. Yeah, it's go motion had a brief life. Uh, it bridged the gap between uh, you know computer motion control and and CG. But um, stop motion is of course where you have a puppet and you pose it and you take a frame of it. The only problem with stop motion is that it doesn't. It's not moving, so you don't get motion blur. So it has that choppy stop motion look. Go motion was a thing that they developed at ILM with Phil, um, or in conjunction with Phil, whether he was still working there at the time or just working with them, where they actually put a puppet on a motion control rig where as the frame was being exposed, the puppet would be moving and you would get motion blur out it of it. It would kind of jiggle it in the right direction, right? Yeah, it would actually, well, it actually had multiple movers and it would actually be moving in that in that direction, if it was if it was moving forward, that's easy enough because they would just literally be inching it forward as the as the frame was being. But this exposed. must have been a really complicated thing with all the little pinchers on yeah. the side of its head and stuff. Exactly, moving. and you can see how some of it sort of obviously not everything was animated with the movers, so that some of it is still stop motiony and some of it has. Some this blur is still to some it. really impressive stop mo though. It or always well, go mo whatever it is. Stop motion is again people always like you know kids kids today like to you know stop motion it's not so good. Stop motion animation is fantastic if it's done well. If you look oh, at yeah. like if you look at it just. Take it into After Effects, put the motion blur plug-in on top of it, and see if it isn't some of the best animation you've ever yeah. seen. It, that's all it's missing. It just doesn't have motion blur, and that's what tells you it's not real. By the way, I know I'm being an asshole for like talking about the science in this movie, but <laughs> that's a laser <laughs> spectroscope. If it takes four minutes to get to the nexus of Somnius or whatever, the nexus <laughs> is closer than the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That I'm like I said, I know that that's the least of the issues going on here, yeah. but I just come on. Well, see, because but it moves faster than light. Oh, I've opened a can of worms now, haven't I? Oh God, okay. That's four. Yep. Oh, he didn't die after all. So in he the was... chat room, Lalide is very mad because Lucas got science wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it, by science the way, is it, very is, important it is to not Lucas. four minutes. It is not four precise minutes. Four it's minutes actually, screen time. Yeah, it's 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 like only two Quentin and a half Tarantino. Exactly. He is not. They are not. So, but again, if he if, but it, was if it had been, if it how long does it take? Light from the sun, eight minutes. Eight minutes. minutes. That's what I'm saying. The the yeah. nexus is half as close. So it's to like us it's like Mer- Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere Venus. between Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Overlord. He's a he's a talk about creating. The lighting on him is really great, though. Like the lighting, he he sits right into the frame. Yeah, I mean, a still frame from this sequence would be amazing. This is ILM. You know, this is post post Star Wars. I mean, they had their shit dialed in. They they, and that's partly one of the reasons we think they made the movie. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, just, oh, uh, show what we can do. We'll do another big extravaganza, and there you go. And That's so much fucking work. Yeah. 
This is harder than rotoscoping because you're moving a lot of shit and you have to do it right. You're not tracing. Yeah. I wish I wish there was a movie that uh, was made by one of the guys at Tippett. Actually, we made two movies um, about stop motion and stop motion and the uh, and the computer graphic world and the the it was the one was called Stop Motion and the second one was called Stop Motion Two Motion Capture and it was this it was this wacky detective parody. <laughs> motion stopped. It was great. This guy named Eric Levin made it at Tippett and, and and we all worked on it. We all are in it and it's all about how. This computer graphics, it's not like a detect- detective show, but it's about this computer graphics company that all of, their, all of their data gets deleted. And like, who would do this? Oh, my God, who would try and destroy our, our company? And they, and they find this, like, they go to this place, and there's this little stand with a little tabletop and little lights and this little armature. And the guy goes, oh, God, our guy's a stop-mo. <laughs> what is that? And the, the young rookie, what is that? He doesn't use a computer. He animates by moving an actual puppet one frame at a time. And the kid goes, that's impossible. No one could do that. And the older guy goes, this guy can. <laughs> it's great. I wish it was on YouTube. I do not believe it's on YouTube. Was that you know the thing that, that you were in? That, I'm in it. I'm in both of those, yeah. It was, you know it what that job fun. sounds like? That sounds like a job for Dorkman and the Weebs. Yeah, totally. But yeah, the totally. concept of, uh, you know, again, Phil, once he got the technology into his place, you know. Then they now they're a you know a great a great animation house with computers. But that animation sensibility came from you know years of Phil doing stop mo. This uh, uh, so so now they're trying to do a big heroic dramatic thing. But the funny thing was they had like a minute and a half before the monsters got there, and everyone's like, "Howard, do something!" I'm like, "You're the scientist. <laughs> You're ten feet from the thing. Turn it off. Go, turn it off. <laughs> Just press the stop button." Just go right over. You know how to work it. You built it. Go stop it. Don't scream for Howard. You have legs. Considering how this is like, this is like if you do the math on this, like it's and and stay with me here. Hold tight for a sec. If you do the math on this, like think of like the 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 Black Plague or or like the the Spanish flu early in the year. It's like what would the population be of the world if the Black Plague hadn't happened, and what would the population of the world be now if the Spanish flu hadn't killed a quarter of the world? How much money would George Lucas have if he hadn't? <laughs> Spent it on this back then. <laughs> he took all of his Star Wars money and he spent it on this, and then he had to make more Star Wars. Yeah, well, apparently <laughs> to, to pay for this. But apparently, he was already in trouble at the time. He thought yeah. this was going to make him solve. So that's what I'm so, saying. It's yeah. like instead of like just putting that in a nice, you know, three <laughs> percent. Instead of buying, you know, a treasury buy, bonds. buy some treasury bonds with it. He <laughs> put it into this instead. How much more would he have? Yes. It's, it's one of the things you want to go like. See, if George Lucas had taken that Howard the Duck money in 1982 and put it into T-bills, <laughs> he would have $60 billion today. That would be the best thesis paper ever. <laughs> if much, someone like did a fucking – like one of those – like, like, remember the poster boards that stand up and they have three arms and you kind of just go – and you stand them up and you put your printouts on them? The, little, the, the middle school science fair. If thing. you do the – if you adjust for inflation, <laughs> if you, if, if, oh if you, you remove, how, you remove how, Howard the Duck, you don't have to do the prequels because he doesn't have to pay for the Howard the Duck thing. Where would he be? Yeah. How Howard the Duck caused the 2008 recession. That's, yeah, there that's you go. what we'll do. You can, that's, <laughs> that's, I would, that would be – I'm do, putting that in something. I swear to God I'm putting that in something. The only thing – kid in a Fair. It's like, and what's your science project about? It's about how much money Lucas would have if he hadn't made Howard the Duck. Yeah. If you that's in something, I'm going to do make the only missing link. If you can draw a correlation between the prequels and the collapse, it's done. You've done it. You have linked <laughs> Lucas to the thing. We just have to find that. Finally. I mean, it might be like a spirits thing. Like, oh, everyone didn't like it. By the way, through the entire course of this movie, they haven't worked on the band at all because more important things were happening. But now all of a sudden, they're playing a huge show. How do they, because they're, they're, and, and they're rock stars now. And this is this is like the first 
show that they're playing since the last time we saw That's them. because he's their new manager. Exactly. He's, he well, could afford electronic drums. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> because because he, got, he became their manager, and before he didn't have a job, so he didn't have money, and they weren't doing well, so they didn't have money. But now that he's their manager, there is magic money, and they can <laughs> do whatever they want to and have a giant show. The feathered touch, I love him apart. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I, the I think what she meant was song? like, I love him so hard he comes apart, like, I love him apart. Yeah. I the guess. Howard the Duck song, not great. Like, oh, like, I love it. If they had, there I are some great so duck-based songs in history. <laughs> duck Tales, I Want a New Duck by Weird Al was an amazing song about ducks. If they, if they Disco had, Duck. Disco, Disco duck. duck. I think if they had had a really solid song at the end here, they could have um, they could have pulled that out of it and people would have been like, well, the movie, but you know that fucking song. That's catchy as hell. Want to know something? A goofy movie has the best pop song ever written. Eye to Eye. Stand Out. Uh, well, Stand Out is great, too. Yeah. But Eye to Eye is the best pop song ever written. It's a really good one. I and like it's, like one. In a go- it's in like the Disney movie that nobody remembers. Right. Not like The Rescuers. Nobody really rem- nobody right. remembers a goofy movie, except for me. And apparently um, my generation. Yeah. We're lost. We're lost, man. I had a soundtrack. And now, and now, and now, now Leah Thompson's that. like, wait a second. Didn't I just make this movie except he wasn't a duck? <laughs> I, I, this this feels familiar. Really familiar. Yeah. Well, something's very familiar about all this. <laughs> Which I, I imagine must have been the gag. Like yeah, maybe that's it's on purpose. Maybe yeah. so. It's intentional. Now, I, now here I am. Like, last time I didn't get to play with him, so now I, I am, get to play. I am having a little vibe here. Other than the hair. Still can't get with the hair. But, you know, in the Leia Thompson in the 80s Thunderdome outfit, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm done. All right, fine. Fair have enough. you seen her lately? Still gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Still got it. Now, this is the kind of thing that, again, you never know it, it, an actress might go. But at the end, I'm like a fucking rock star, and we have a whole rock star number. Yeah, I'll do the movie. Sure. I mean, you know, it's like clearly she's having fun with it. Like, good for you. The motherfucking time. And then they, yeah. and then they start. <laughs> Leia Thompson and the motherfucking duck. <laughs> and then they start rolling the credits, and you're yeah, like, just, oh, that's, oh, I guess they're done. That's This is where we're heading now. <laughs> they stopped then. Yeah. They, they've, they've stopped <laughs> making oh, this God. movie. Okay. <laughs> they've finished it now. Uh, how are the duck? Uh, duck coach. I love that. Go, explain. Yeah, what, I want to okay, know. Okay, what does that freaking mean? You know, I answered my own question with this movie, to be honest with you. I asked, uh, why isn't this one of those, like, treasured weirdo cult movies? And the answer to that question is. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll, 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 can you guys do the Daffy or the Donald Duck voice? I can't do the I voice. Can't, no, I can be I like, <laughs> but I can't. Oh, that was nicely done. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm not doing that after that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't really talk. I can't really get all this. Whatever. I love what Fuck Donald it. says. I love his way of speaking. Like whenever he gets up. He, he, He's like, ratchet, ratchet. Or, uh, yeah. Or, okay. or, or oh, now whenever. it's getting gross. He's like Joe Pesci oh, in Home no, Alone. Really? Don't, what are they doing? Fade she, out, fade out, fade out, God, yeah. the, please. Oh, but then you. she's still like condescending to him, like he's a puppy right at the yeah. end, even oh, still. But um, yeah, I, or or you know when he when he thinks he's discovered the vast conspiracy around him, he's always like so. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there was one production, but like Kevin Costner and JFK. Yeah, Donald is like a complete <laughs> psychopath. By the way, he is. I saw. I Back saw to the left. I saw. I saw an episode um, or a cartoon where he accidentally gets mailed a penguin. Mm. And he's insane. He like he's trying to be cool with the penguin, but then it like ki- it, it bites him or disrespects him. So then he tries to blow it away with a shotgun. But then he has like remorse afterwards. I'm like, you need therapy, duck. You need you have problems and you need to get looked at because you are messed up. How are the duck? I don't care. I thought we were doing this ironically, but then it turned out we weren't, and I had nothing to say. Yeah, uh, it's. It's the the most interesting thing you can say about Howard the Duck is that it it literally happened. Yeah. 
There's nothing. We didn't dream. There's it. nothing invented about the fact that Howard the Duck actually happened. George Lucas came off of American Graffiti. Cha-ching. Star Wars. Cha-ching. Indiana Jones. Cha-ching. 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 Radio Howard Land. The Duck. Well, Radio Land wasn't until was after this. Uh, Radio Land had a cool poster though. Struzan. Anyway, uh, fucking this movie. Whatever, Brian. <laughs> Wait, you want you want to end? You want to go last? And you can try to. We'll, we'll put some we'll put some violins over it. And make it sentimental. Sure. Dorkman. <laughs> yeah, I think I've basically like you. Have, I've we've said everything. This could, again, there is a version of Howard the Duck that could work. Unfortunately, I don't think anyone would ever have the balls to make a a movie called Howard the Duck. It's just the title itself is so tainted that no one would have the balls to try and reboot this. Yeah, and if they you did, you do a thing where it's just it's Howard and that's it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But the reboot is called Howard. But uh, the uh, I I I think there's some there is something there, and maybe that's what Lucas saw in it, or maybe he was just crazy and he was like a fucking duck walks around and it's funny. Like he did, he was with Jar Jar, I guess, and and yeah. all you know all the other stuff. He's funny. It's great, um, but uh, that was not this movie. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> that was not this. Movie. It. I mean, it. It doesn't. Again, and and maybe it's only because we've you know had a quarter century of other movies, but it is no longer the worst movie ever made at no. the very least. And uh, Transformers Two came out, right? Yeah, Oof. and and so and, the, and, and Transformers Three after and that. the Last Airbender, and you know. Um, and Birdemic. Yeah. Uh, but Mankind has still not lost the ability to spend huge amounts of money on crap. Yeah, exactly. So lots of lists for uh, Howard. All of all of them credited. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. right. Liz Seagal was one of the other girls. I knew those are girls. One of those girls was like somebody. somebody. But uh, yeah, like you said, I'm like that. Sure is a movie that happened, and uh, I holy shit. <laughs> and it, yeah, exactly. You're like. How? That's that's the one thing that you still, you know, you can give yeah. reasons. You're like someone, you know, Lucas, Lucas, this appealed to him and that. But, but ultimately, it's like he had to go into a room with people who signed the checks and get them to say OK to this movie. And he <laughs> yeah. did it. It almost sounds like a comedy pitch. Yeah. Right, George Lucas walks into a room. Yes. <laughs> George Lucas and a duck walk into a room. <laughs> Trey. Uh, is this everything you? By the way, one of the be? one of the one of the Ronettes, the one of the girls, Liz Seagal, uh, sister of Katie. Oh, yeah. Katie Seagal is a good-looking lady. Yeah. Huh? So go anyway. back and watch the movie and look for the one that looks like Katie Seagal. That'd be Liz. So Howard the Duck. It's you know I, you asked the question why isn't this like oh no I, I ironically love Howard the Duck and I have Howard the Duck parties and and and, and, and you know that <gasps> we should have Howard the Duck party. No. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'm no, ha- get, the, get the spritzer. I'm, I'm having a Howard the Duck. Voice. Can't we put a bell Ow, on him no. or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's. I think. It, I think the problem is that it's unfortunately it doesn't have. It doesn't have the you know, the courage of its own weird crazy energy. It's not and, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of like it's a little. It's like uh, it's plods. I mean, if it had this kind of like manic, like it's a fucking duck and mad, and it was if it was about ninety six minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could you could probably you could probably phantom edit this movie into something that would be a lot more entertaining, yeah. just because it would fucking. You will move earn faster. your thirty grand, Dorkman. Just, yeah. just have it be over the top. Like there was the scene. Well, I don't remember if we talked about it on the recording or not, but there's the scene where like the bus pulls up. And then he stands to get, get yeah. off, and then everyone freaks out. I'm like, have the scene where the bus pulls in and everyone's been screaming the whole time. <laughs> That's just all they've been doing this entire ride. <laughs> so for the, the entire, for the the entire cross. And he gets off, and everyone's like, ah! 
And then the bus pulls away. Except the one guy screaming out, That's a duck! That is a duck! <laughs> See, already it's better. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, are you all set? I am I am done. It's it's really it's really sad. This is one of those movies that as a visual effects artist or an actor or anyone, you hope you don't get a job on. Because you, you get about three days in and you go, Oh god. Oh, this is the next three months oh, of my god. life. Oh god. And yet and yet at the same time, like all my puppeteer friends were like, eh, but who the paycheck? Yeah. Oh. And ultimately, what's the difference? Am yeah, I right? Yeah. I'm doing this either way. Yeah. Right. The movie doesn't matter. I've moved the, uh, okay. the microphone over by the piano here. Everyone calm down. Brian? Okay. I don't know what is happening. Brian, Brian. I don't know either. Tell I'm us. Very tell us. Oh, he's going to oh, Why it. you love Howard the Duck. <laughs> All right. This, this is going to be my attempt at a defense. Uh, it's going to be very, a very nostalgic thing because we, we can get along. Oh, I'm not going to be able to pull this off. <laughs> uh, uh, no, listen. <laughs> Well, I can't take the headphones off. Okay, okay, go, 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 go. Okay. All right. I think there's something actually very pure <laughs> about watching movies or, or listening to stories as children before you become a, a jaded, cynical bastard like we have all turned into. And the thing, the, the, the reason why Howard the Duck has stuck with me for all these years <laughs> is because I remember very vividly certain moments from it where... You know, you're watching a story, you you make the contract of the suspension of disbelief with, you know, I know this is fake, but I'm going to pretend it's not for however long that it lasts. It's much easier to do that when you're a kid. You're As a kid, you're so much more willing to just dive into the imagination and just believe it with every ounce of, of your, your, your being, of fiber of your being. And I just, for whatever reason, Howard the Duck is a movie that I distinctly remember having that vivid emotional experience with. When, when Howard dies... And, you know, uh, Lance Thompson thinks he's dead and then he comes back. For whatever reason, that moment is like, as a five-year-old, I was all in. You know what I mean? Oh, no, Howard. Yeah. And it's so it's so stupid to say at, at 28 years old, but it's true. It's very true. Uh, and so that's what that's what I what I mean when I say grandfather clausing, because sure. I still have that, that feeling. And I think everybody has that for something. It, for everybody else, it's different. For me, it's Howard the Duck. For you, maybe it's uh, Super Mario Brothers or something mm-hmm. else. But I bet even Trey, I bet even Trey has a movie from when he was five years old that has some kind of distinct emotional resonance separate from the craft, separate from the technique of it. Gone with the Wind. Okay, but that's a good movie. That doesn't prove my point. <laughs> this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Emails at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook.com slash Down in Front Show. Wait, I already did those parts. Down in Front.net slash forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. Become a part of the community. We have a wonderful community of people there, and it's getting bigger every single day. It's also the only place you can find out where the live shows are happening, which are at downinfront.net slash live, but you have to go to the forum to go when and, and where, what movies, and who's going to be there, and what kind of parties we're going to be having, what we're going to be saying about you. Don't buy our shit. Don't go to Amazon, but do go to tvtropes.org, where anything that ever happened in a movie twice has been weirdly, like, dutifully put into an order. And uh, Matt Pitavia, show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. Holden Hill, design and maintain the website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. I'm Brian Finnefer. Hi, Scott. Trace Dokes. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. That is the best thing that has ever <laughs> that's happened. The best, that's the best outro we've ever done. That, that was so good. Can that, be our, can that be our new thing? I want that to be the new thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh still god. crying. Oh my god, it was killing me. And I missed the whole thing. I didn't oh get to see any of it. I kept looking at. I kept looking at the both of you, and I. I, was like, I, I tried. And then I, I, I know. 
I was relying. I literally like, thought I was under control. I took a drink. I almost just close. No, this almost, close to a spit take. I almost lost it. I almost lost it when he did the key change. That's what I was like. Oh no. Oh, oh, Jesus. oh, that was lightning in a bottle. Oh, God. Oh. That's, that's a legendary moment. <laughs> Could I make any sense at all? No, that was good. That was really good. That was that's, great. That's what made, it made it awesome great. because you were it actually genuine. And, and you literally have tears on your face. Oh, my God. I like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I got to keep it together. <laughs> I was, I was like this. <laughs> I really want to see this. Oh, I wish I was able to look at it. I didn't know if Brian was doing it or not. I was trying to do it again. Because I knew he wasn't going to, because he was going to crack, so I was like, I was like, eye contact. No, nope, right here. It's right here. Not the rest. Just right here. No, keep going. I'm fascinated. Do it again for me real quick. Where are you it was the head nods. Like, yeah. Line, you can yeah, do the no, source no, code. It, it, was, it was the head nods that almost did me in. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was just playing random yeah. chords in uh, in D uh-huh. in the A major. I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna get the full effect listening to that of what you know the being here. Uh, yeah. We oh, we whatever. Share a special moment. Screw you all. Well, at least hear it in Brian's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.